Hello and welcome to the Dr. Squee Show. I'm Dr. Squee and this is my show. Guys, uh, we had an episode all ready to go and you're going to be enjoying that in just a little while. Unfortunately, just before uh, this episode got put up online, we got the sad news that John Chalice, a beloved actor from Only Fools and Horses, sadly passed away uh, today as we're recording this on the uh, 19th of September. So uh, I was lucky enough to conduct an interview with him back in 2015 at a convention called Geeked Fest. Uh, this was my for then for my then um, Doctor Who podcast, Gallifrey Stands, and also for the Indie Mac user blog that we did this interview. He was so wonderful, so giving of his time, and such a gent. Um, I just wanted to share this interview. It's no longer available online until now. Uh, so I hope you enjoy it. And then we're going to go straight into this week's show. But uh, RAP, the legend, which is John Chalice. If you don't mind me asking a few questions about your, your part in Doctor Who, just quickly. Uh, I know there was many moons ago now for you, yeah, but yeah. Uh, do you still get asked about it a lot? Yeah, yeah. Well, since it came out on DVD, The Seeds of Doom, um, you know, there's been a lot of interest in it. And, uh, and also a lot, a few of us met up af- afterwards and, uh, and did a sort of an extra bit that goes on the end of the of the of the DVD which so it's quite nice to meet Philip Hinchcliffe again and Tom Baker and so on um, talk about the show it's one of the happiest shows I ever did uh, and a wonderful Tony Beckley was in it and Elizabeth Sladen and uh, they're no longer with us unfortunately but uh, it's a great story a lot of people's favourite because of the story I think um, yeah. it looks a bit creaky uh, these days because of um, because of the special effects but I think it's still a, a very good story, you know. Um, no, it's great. I, I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a difficult time in my life too, because I was a bit. Um, I'd sort of got a bit disillusioned with things, and uh, Douglas Camfield, the director, suddenly said, "Come along, come and do this for me." And uh, I was very glad I did. Really, it's a great. It was a great show. That's fantastic, and uh, you did one of my favourite things to do in one of those sci-fi adventures, to, to fight a monster not seen, like, so you had the tentacles coming through, yeah, and it was just yeah. you fighting it. Yes, <laughs> that was a really yes, nice unfortunately, I, um, unfortunately, I came to a bit of a sticky end, well, a watery end, actually. I got drowned in a lake by this horrible weed. Yes. But, um, but no, no, it was, a, it, was, it, was, it was quite a creepy old story, I think, um, the vegetables taking over the world. I quite like the idea of that, really. And Tony Beckley, the mad professor, wanted to mash up all the humans and put them as manure all over his garden. And he had this fantastic greenhouse. You could tell from my character Scorby's attitude towards him that he thought he was a bit mad, too. Yeah. And you kind of got to play both sides a bit because you've got to be the bad guy at the beginning, but by the end you're working with the doctor. Yeah. Or trying to, yeah. yeah. We're, all, we're all hiding up together, aren't I? Uh, uh, before I rush out and try and escape across the lake. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great story, and a lot of fun doing it. In a similar way, Boise was kind of a bit like that. You got to play the uh, part of the gang, if you like, but yeah. you were the outsider who wasn't necessarily always on their side. Was that interesting to play? Well, no, I, I think he, I think. I think he liked being in the pub and, uh, and so on, so he could feel superior to them all because he thought he was a class above Del Boy and that he had more class and a bit more taste than Del Boy, really. This uh, little man who didn't know what drink was what. And, you know, he suddenly decided to himself that um, he'd go off to Miami and take Marlene on holiday and who should he find but Del Boy in Miami twice, you know, uh, which is a bit of a shock for him. But no, he... Um, 
I think he, yeah, I think he spent time in the pub so he could feel superior to them. You know? Yeah. A bit of snore. And I believe the sky's the limit was your favourite episode. Is that correct? One of them, yeah, yeah. One of them was because uh, I remember the scene where he had the satellite dish and and the baby Tyler dressed as a miniature version of Marlene in a sort of leopard skin onesie with a little hat on and Duke the Great Dane running around the garden and um, it's just a great scene, great, great piece of writing and I love the story of the scanner getting nicked from Gatwick Airport and finishing up on Bellboy's balcony you know, Yes, it's brilliant It's a great ending Brilliant plot, yeah and uh, just to, to talk about your books, which you're selling here today and also online, uh, yeah. it says Being Boise and Boise and Beyond. So- that's right. That's the, that's the two parts of the autobiography, yeah. Uh, Being Boise goes up to 1985, which is about the uh, fourth series of Only Fools and Horses. And uh, Boise and Beyond goes from there on towards about 2012 I suppose it finishes so it takes in the whole of the green green grass which is the spin-off series from Only Fools so you got the whole story there um, and you get a free bookmark with every book classic publishing company I've published them myself so uh, I'm quite proud of them and uh, since then I've um, I've written a couple of novels so we've got uh, about this character Reggie's a new character but it's sort of a continuation of the um of the uh, Green Green Grass stories, really. Okay. That my adventures in uh, Herefordshire, Shropshire. So this is me, really, a version of me, and a version of Boise, and uh, also a character I know locally. So he gets into all sorts of trouble, gets into all sorts of scams, but he always gets out of them. He was, he's, quite, he's quite lucky. And very charming, rather like me, really. I don't know if this is exactly accurate, but uh, when I was looking it up, it seemed that you've been in 33 episodes only of Only Fools. 34, yeah. Which, I think uh, it's 34. And, oh, it might have been 34 of that. And 33 of Green Green Grass, you almost, yeah, yeah. almost the same, yeah. did the same again. Yeah, and right. just how amazing is it? Like, to, for a lot of people, four series and a couple of Christmas specials would be amazing just on its own. But that's yeah. your spin-off after doing the original thing. How? Yeah, I, I, mean, how I know. So the character's been around for a long time, and... Um, still seems very popular it's on gold every day isn't it yeah only fools and um, so it just continues that sort of continues the whole story so it's fantastic yeah but I'm very uh, very lucky to have been part of it just one final question uh, the fact that you have called your uh, the book being Boise like, yeah. do you ever like, it just reminded me of I Am Spock which uh, or I Am Not Spock and I Am Spock which Leonard Nimoy did and he, he bought with his identity with that do you ever do that do you ever want to yeah, back away from yeah, Boise I mean we've all got the same problem right? well it's not the problem it's, but it's a it's a dilemma you face you know um, do you continue to play that character or do you say that's it that's the end of that character I'm not I'm not having anything to do with that anymore but it seemed to me that Whatever I did, you know, the National Theatre or the Royal Shakespeare Company, or what, all it, all people wanted to talk about was was that character. So it seemed a bit churlish, really, to sort of deny people it. So I thought, well, I might as well go with it and embrace it. There's nothing I can do about it. But you know, someone like Roger Lloyd Pack, who played Trigger, had more of a problem with yeah. it, I think, because people wanted to talk about Trigger all the time, you know, and he never escaped it. And he did some wonderful work at, um, at the National, the RSC, yeah. and uh, he was in Harry Potter, he was in all sorts of things, you know. Uh, I think the last job he did was at the Globe Theatre in, in Shakespeare. Um, until he, uh, he passed away uh, unexpectedly, and 
But he said, he said to me once, he said, we'll never escape it. Yeah. You know. But I said, well, if that's the case, you might as well embrace it. You know. But uh, we're very proud of it, you know. And it's amazing to have created something that people so means a lot to people, you know. So I'm very happy with it. Thank you for the last and all the great performances over the years. Great I really appreciate it. Thank great you so much. Thank you. That was John Chalice uh, from back in 2015. Um, just what an honour to be able to speak to him and to be able to thank him for his amazing body of work. He will be much missed. But uh, now we're going to return you to this week's show as originally recorded. Here's back to me in the present day. Hello and welcome to the Dr. Squeeze Show podcast. Yeah, that's right. We're now coming to you in podcast form. There's no radio show for the moment. Uh, as you'll hear in this week's episode, we are looking into options of where we can go next as a radio show. What this is this week. So uh, there's a couple of things I recorded a few weeks ago. First is with the Talking Codswallop podcast, which was a crossover episode. When we were due to put this out on the radio show, I had a migraine and then the radio show went away. And uh, since then, actually, I've got uh, some sort of flu thing. So my throat's going. So I'm going to keep this intro brief. Uh, and you're also going to hear me talking with my good buddy, Matt Lees. Uh, and he talks about his music, his uh, radio presenting, all that sort of good stuff. Uh, both wonderful chats. Uh, so the one with uh, Talking Codswallop, you'll hear me talking about kind of uh, probably dated stuff because this was recorded a few weeks ago. It's just first chance I've had to put it out. Um, but before we listen to all that, what we're going to do is listen to an advert I've done for Squeefest. This is Squeefest the 3rd. This is coming up on the 25th to the 26th of September, 2pm till 2pm BST. You're going to hear all the details in a second. But uh, just to remind you, the way you can tune in is by going to Facebook, uh, to the Dr. Squeeze Show page, by going to YouTube and looking up the Dr. Squeeze Show on our page there. You can watch it and twitch.tv slash super pod uk please do tune in please enjoy the day and please do donate now we're raising money for phoenix dog rehoming uh, but again here's all the details that you need hi i'm dr squee and i'm here to tell you about squee fest the fantastic online event happening on the 25th the 26th of september 2 p.m till 2 p.m bst that's uh, british time you can look up your local time zones and we're going to be raising money the Phoenix Dog Rehoming. So they rescue dogs from all around Europe and rehouse them here in the UK for their forever homes. A lot of these dogs wouldn't have much of a life if they indeed uh, survived out there on the streets of uh, Europe. So we're giving you this day for free. You can come, you can watch events all throughout. You can watch our celebrity guests we've got. You can watch the podcasts and games we've got going on for absolutely free. But we do ask, please, if you can afford it, Donate at DrSqueed.com where you can donate now. And here's what we're putting up on offer on the day. So we've got legendary composer from Due South, Jay Semko, Una McCormack, who's worked uh, writing for such properties as Star Trek, Doctor Who, and Firefly in book form. We've got Chuck Roy, comedian from America, Sean Kelly from Storage Hunters, David Marciano, Ray Vecchio himself from Due South. Sophie Aldred from Classic Doctor Who, the Seventh Doctor Companion Ace. Ronald B. Moore, the legendary visual effects uh, Emmy Award winner, is going to be joining us. Sammy Shah, the comedian from Australia, and Toby Haydock from Coronation Street. And as I say, there'll be lots of other fantastic things happening throughout the 24 hours. We're going to be having um, some celebrity guest messages, which uh, we'll tell you all about on the day. 
It's going to be amazing. Please check it out. Please join us. And most of all, please do donate. Where can you watch it? So it's, as it says here on the uh, poster for the day, if you go to twitch.tv slash superpoduk, if you go to facebook.com slash the Dr. Squeeze Show, if you go to YouTube and look up our YouTube channel for the Dr. Squeeze Show, you can watch it in all those places. And please do subscribe and follow for more updates as we bring you them and a full lineup for the day. Thank you very much. We look forward to seeing you on the day. And please donate whatever you can at drsquee.com. Thank you very much for watching. We'll see you on the 25th to the 26th of September. Thank you. Welcome to the show with your friend and mine. So tell me, Dr. Squee, who's it gonna be this time? We like to hear you talk, and we love to hear you listen. And if you are not subscribed, you won't know what you're missing. So welcome to the Dr. Squee Show. Welcome to the Dr. Squee Show. Welcome to the Dr. Squee Show. Have a thumbs up. Uh, do a bit of crossover adventure with the Dr. Squee show. So as some of you will know, we've got Squeefest the third or Squeefer Threest, as I like to call it. And uh, we're going to be having lots of wonderful guests. We've already um, announced celebrities such as Sophie Aldred, the Seventh Doctor companion Ace from Doctor Who. We have announced Una McCormack, the sci-fi writer uh, from such properties as Doctor Who, Star Trek, Firefly and many others, as well as Sean, Colli Sean Connolly, no, Sean Kelly even, from Storage Hunters. Um, and we're going to be having a wonderful time talking to him about that show as well as his new online uh, auctioneering course, which he does. But along with that, we've got loads of fantastic guests. But we've also got podcasts coming on. And this is one of those such podcasts. Make a return to the Dog Squee Show, crossing over with the Talking Codswallop podcast. It is from Talking Codswallop, Gemma and James. How are you doing, gents and lady? We're all good, thank you. Well, I am anyway. I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. I'm doing as well as I can. What I would like to say, though, if you would actually manage to, through some sort of necromancy, get Sean Connery on your thing, I would have been very Yeah, impressed. yeah, that, that would have been a hell of a fucking scoop. I just nuts, wouldn't it? I mean, you would have made international press. That would have been something very impressive. <laughs> I mean, what, what you guys aren't experiencing when you're listening to this on the radio show, and possibly not on Talking Codswallop, depending on how much uh, Jim edits this out, is the fucking long road we took to record that intro. <laughs> Yeah, it was a very bumpy road as well. It was like the most cobble-laden uh, road you can imagine. Long, bumpy, there was recriminations, there was a lot of hate speech, but like we've got here anyway. <laughs> and guys, be fair, like... Uh, on the sorry, hate speech, on. we did calm Gemma down, though. Yeah, we did, we did. We said that isn't acceptable on podcast or radio. Please, you know, bring... <laughs> sorry, no, we did Gem, of course. Sweet innocent as always, aren't you? I am. <laughs> there you go. You see, I can lie to. Anyway, look, that's not the point. Uh, I will admit this has been a, a a long week for me. I had a week off work, and when I returned, like every bit of work I had left was waiting for me still when I came back, plus new stuff which amounted in the week I was off. So uh, between that and arranging Screefest and everything else, it's been a mad, mad week. 
And uh, it's not that I didn't get the time to uh, arrange a guest. Or No, and actually, honestly, there was a guest which was booked, which ended up cancelling. So I am very thankful uh, to Gemma and uh, to uh, James for joining me tonight. How are you doing, guys? Uh, that'd be great, but clearly you don't know who I am. You think I'm either me, Andy, or possibly somebody else. But I'm doing okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said James last, didn't I? You did. No, yeah. well, good, you did, good. but I could, I could see you were thinking, you were wondering, is he Andy? Is he, you know, who is it, James? You know, what, it's not my yeah. fault. The women changes out men on this podcast like she's changing underwear. It's not my fault. I know, and the problem is that obviously Gemma has been stuck with me at this point in time because she can't afford the price of getting Andy. It's very expensive. It's a lot of Jaffa cakes. It's a lot of Jaffa cakes, to be fair. And to, may I just point out as well that James has been here for the last three years and it's actually coming up to his third year anniversary very soon as well. I can't remember exactly what date I need to look on my phone, but uh, yeah, it's coming up as her, his third anniversary. So he's been my um, he's been my regular man, I'll have you know, Dr. Squee. So, so you appreciate that after only three years, he's very fly by night. Yeah. I mean... And plus, in, all, in all fairness, with, with between... Sorry, and I, I hope you don't mind me saying this because you've both cool. talked about this on your podcast. But between your illnesses, Jem, and, and James's, I mean, you've only recorded about three episodes together in that time. <laughs> it's, it's been interesting that the most recent times we've been uh, trying to record stuff. What I would say is that it's been a wonderful three years and I hope there are many more years to come. We've had, if you think about it, Gemma, we've actually outlasted some marriages, certainly celebrity marriages. I know. Well, that's because we're a match made in heaven, James. And Dr. Yep. Squeeze just jealous because he only gets to talk to himself. So, na, 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 na. Actually, occasionally Nicola joins me. There you go. <laughs> and guess who I managed to fall onto the show. <laughs> by the way, Jem, I, I love the fact that, by the way, thank you very much for promoting Squeefest as, as you have been doing on your show. I really appreciate it. But man, like, I, I love to hear you scrambling for details when you're on the show. You go, um, um, it's 24 hours. Um, it's, it's on some dates in September. <laughs> and I think it's 12 hours of podcast and 12 hours of something else. Well, to be fair, we, me and James, actually for that episode, me and James actually had to re-record it. Um, so that was actually the better one. So I'll have you know. <laughs> I mean, of course, of course, with Love I Ball Bus, but I would just yeah. like to just, just to clarify about the day. It is the 25th to 26th of September. I do a bloody awful job myself of promoting on my own podcast. So I'm no one to talk, believe me. Um, but yeah, it's happening on those two days between 2 p.m. till 2 p.m. BST. If you're around the world, please check Check out your local time zones. Um, but yeah, it's going to be going for 24 hours. We've got guests from around the world, which will be going overnight. We're still announcing. We've got so many guests, guests still to announce, which are booked and some which we're, which I, I say we, I'm trying to book at the moment. It's for a wonderful cause for um, uh, Phoenix Rehoming, which is a fantastic dogs charity, which saves dogs from around Europe and the UK. And uh, they rehome them here in the UK. So these are dogs which in a lot of cases should get put down. So it's a fantastic charity. And they're actually going to do a lot of slot on the show as well, just to introduce the charity. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Um, I, I said to Jen, like genuinely, I did say to Jen, that it was going to be, I'm going to aim for 12 interview guests and 12 podcast slots that may vary as it goes on and whoever is available to be frank um but we've got some wonderful guests some wonderful podcasts such as talking cold swap the wonderful show which you guys put on uh, which i will hand over to in a second when i finished rambling about Squeefest. Yeah. um we've got some games happening there's uh outrageous liars which is a game where people uh basically given a topic and they've got to just 
bullshit on that. Like you, you get given something you've done in the past and you've got to bullshit for, um, 10 minutes or whatever, or for five minutes about that topic. And people interject and buzz in and you've got to incorporate whatever they tell you into your story. It's a good time. Um, I'm trying to think of other things we've got going on. Oh, and I'm, I'm working at the moment. This is pretty exciting and I haven't mentioned this anywhere else. I'm working at the moment at an, on an aliens panel for midnight. So last time on Screefest, uh, last year we had the Midnight Ghost Hunters. This time we got the Midnight Alien Hunters. Ooh. So um, that's just going to be supernatural I fun like. at midnight. Yeah, I, it, honestly, like I'm not kidding. When I look at kind of lineups for other uh, cons, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to be competing with San Diego anytime soon. But there are some kind of smaller com cons who actually, I think genuinely, if I look at my lineup at the moment of guests I'm announcing, guests I'm still to announce, I think it could give some cons a run for its money. And if we get a couple which are maybes in, it, it's going to be an amazing, it's going to be an amazing 24 hours anyway. So uh, I'm really proud and and I hope you join us and uh, you donate very um, heavily to Phoenix Rehoming. Um, as I said to you before, guys, I'm sorry I'm being a bit shy and retiring on the podcast, but um, <laughs> you guys go. Oh, thank you. I'll, I'd just say in Gemma's defense of the fact you're saying she was scrambling to describe the, uh, the squeeze. I was kidding. No, no, I, I just, in defense of that, I'd say that what she's doing is she's giving out limited information, which will make our listeners think, hey, what is this wonderful thing you've mentioned? Let's, let's do a bit more digging and find out. So regardless, it will work. You, you know, our, our people will listen to your people sort of thing. See? You get my drift. I definitely agree. See, that's why uh, James has been my podcast host for the three years. He just gets me, you know? <laughs> uh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and I really yeah, I, do I, look I, forward to, to being part of this squee and also to just yes. listening and hearing to some of the stuff you're doing with the guests. I think you're just going to be a brilliant lineup, and I'm really am looking forward to it. Thank you, sir. One thing I will say is, like, as wonderful as it has been to have Gem on in the last couple of years, last time, um, I think you were due to come on until the last minute, uh, for whatever reason you can make it, James. So it'll be wonderful to hang out with both of you and, uh, bring this fun energy to video. Brilliant. Brilliant. James was there. Was I? I he wasn't no, the, the last one. one. I, the, I don't think I was for the. Uh, no, neither of us were there for the last one. I thought you both oh. have. No, oh yeah, no, the first one. No, first sorry, one. James wasn't part of the show yet in the first one. I don't think because it was no. you, me, Lucy, and Nicola. No, and he then was, the second one. He was um he was a hundred percent there because it was for the dogs charity. There was one that I've definitely been on, but there was one probably last sorry. years that I couldn't yeah. make. Uh, what oh, left I'm in my brain then? He's firing a bit there on something about it. it seems very familiar that I was some way involved. So. Oh, I am. I'm very sorry, James. I've, I misremember that. Then I think no you must have been new, new on the show at the time because that was about at least three years ago when we did the first one. Yeah. I think mm. a bit. I thought a bit longer for the first one because I know this one is pretty much a year to the date of the one before. But I thought the one before that was longer than a year. So it might have been longer than three years James has been on the show. Yeah, it might be. I'm not sure, to be honest. So, But, you know, at the moment, the listeners are going, really? Do we need to know about dates? <laughs> We've come yes. to listen to some Codswallop. Yes, they do. <laughs> awesome <laughs> they Dr. Squeeze show, thank you. Yeah. This is all part of the, the learning and listening experience for the Salty Tadpoles. Yeah. I just wanted to sort of talk about my week that I've had and um, then sort of, you know, obviously James will, will go on to your week afterwards as well so that, you know, we've all covered that. But 
With regards to things that have happened this week for me, it's been quite fun and it's, uh, you know, we've had quite a lot of good things, but also, yeah, there's been a little bit of a negative thing as well that happened as well. So, which isn't fantastic, but, uh, you know, still with regards to our dog that he unfortunately, I mean, he's okay now. He had a big seizure and it was like absolutely terrifying, you know, and it was really hard to kind of watch him go through that but you know we googled it afterwards we found out that we did the right things to actually get him out of it if you know what i mean but oh god it was absolutely terrifying seeing him like that so what do they think had caused it um i think that it well definitely it's going to be like the heat um and also in graham's uh who graham is my mum's boyfriend just for anybody who doesn't know um graham is uh, sorry, his sons came down and, uh, you know, basically it was like they came down for the weekend. So I think he was kind of like overplayed and stuff like that as well. So he might just got a bit overexcited in the heat and everything. It all sort of like combines to a giant. Yeah. 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 Kind of see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't nice to watch. But, you know, at the same time, it was quite it was quite good that me and my mum were there in a way because, you know, just talk. Obviously, we're talking about dogs. So I thought I'd go with the dog stuff first. But yeah, yeah we we were quite calm at the time. But and then it's, you know, it's afterwards, isn't it? And it's like every time that I'm looking after him now, I'm sort of like watching him like a hawk going, oh, my God, he, you know, he makes some sort of movement. And I'm like, are you OK? <laughs> yeah it's the concern but, yeah. of not knowing what could happen isn't it that's the problem yeah yeah exactly so but you know but that like i said that, so i thought I'd get the negative out of the way first but um yeah with regards to uh the week i mean obviously like i said graham's sons came down so that was absolutely fantastic it was a brilliant um a brilliant weekend and it was nice Good. to meet them as well and then trying to think what else i mean obviously we had a really successful episode last week as well which yeah very 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 successful yeah yeah so um i'm over the moon like even if that's the first and last episode that we have that's really successful that it just was so overwhelming like overwhelming in a good way but you know it was it was nice to sort of taste the limelight for a few minutes if you know what i mean so um but I'm quite humble, so I know that, you know, people might not stick around, but also, if you do, thank you very much. And because our listeners are called Salty Tadpoles, um, so, yeah, <laughs> is there's a deep and dark meaning behind it, but there's an innocent meaning behind it as well, so... Um, Essentially, they call their listeners cum. That's yes. fine. That's all you need to know. Move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, but, you know, you can be a tadpole... Or you could be a sticky tadpole, whichever you prefer. <laughs> Sounds worse. All sound rather, rather uh, uh, innuendo laden and horrific. I mean, interesting with the last episode that was so successful, some people, if they weren't the bigger man, would say, you know, if they weren't me, who is the bigger man, would say, well, you weren't in it, James. You know, does it, you know, do you want to brush it aside? But I will say, no, it was an exceptionally good episode. I have listened to it. It was very <laughs> enjoyable. Uh, and yeah, very proud of you, Jim. You did very well on that one. Thank you. Jim, please, please big yourself up a bit better. How many, how many downloads? You're saying about the limelight. Come on, big yourself up. So far, and I mean, this is Wednesday, so it's a couple of, you know, like it's been out since Sunday. We've had over 400 listeners. 
to actually listen to the episode, which normally, you know, normally we get a lot less than that. And I was expecting That's maybe like 200 at the most, if you know what I mean. And it's like every day they're kind of like, they're still coming in. Not, not quite as uh, thick and fast sort of thing, but you know, still the numbers are rising. So, and yeah, just a massive thank you for Dave King for actually coming onto the episode. Cause you know, without him, it wouldn't have happened. So, you know. Obviously. Sorry to ask for a little exposition, but can you just um, talk a bit about the episode? Just plug it, please, um, as it's going out on my radio show as well. Yeah, absolutely. So basically what happened was is that I spoke to Dave King, who is the owner and creator of a company called Sticky, which is a candy making sh- uh, shop in Australia. And yeah, so basically they've taken kind of the internet by storm with their live videos showing you how they actually make the candy. So they kind of make for us British, for us British, British people, it's really hard to say British (laughs) with the lisp anyway. Um, yeah, they make the kind of like stick of rock, but they cut them up into uh, smaller bite sized pieces. And, uh, their videos are really fantastic to watch. And, you know, they've all got that sort of Aussie charm, you know. Yeah, they're quite entertaining to watch. So, yes, I really, yeah, I really enjoyed talking to him as well. Good stuff. Probably my week, other than work. I mean, but, you know. (laughs) Before we move off your week, can I also just ask, sorry, you mentioned your dog there. Uh, What's your dog's name? It's Socks. Just quick, get well seen to Socks. Um, You know, know Nicola's... uh, previous dog who sadly passed away who kind of came to live with us near the end of his life uh when i started dating nicola suffered with seizures at the end and i'm not saying that's the case for socks i'm just uh i i just know how scary that is at that moment so i just want to send out some love and hope you're okay jim i know it's really difficult to deal with yeah it is really difficult but um yeah and i yeah i do remember that with regards to nicola's dog but yeah he he seems to be back to his usual usual self. So he's six, but he acts like he's two. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. So fingers crossed. I, I think if it happens again, he'll go to the vet because we didn't take him to the vet this time because it happened previously and they couldn't find anything wrong with him. So, you know, we just saw, saw if we could calm him down ourselves and we did. So... That was good and gave his legs, back legs, some a bit of massage as well to because they needed sort of oomph to get them going. So, but yeah, he'll be all right, hopefully. Touch wood gently so he doesn't bark. <laughs> I believe those are both things which James sometimes needs in the morning, like a bit of back leg massage time going and you touch a bit of wood and he's good to go. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Touch wood gently, then I'm, you know, I'm a happy camper at that point. Uh, my week has been interesting. I have started, uh, you know, working in a, a small aspect, uh, just working from home. So I'm getting used to doing that again, doing a few hours of that. Um, and yeah, it's not been too bad so far, though. Been a bit unwell, but it's not something that's prohibiting me from doing too much stuff. So yeah, uh, not too bad so far. Nothing as uh, as impactful as uh, as the doggy being unwell. Uh, how how have you been, Squee? Uh, before I say that, can I just just check in with you, James? Like, how are you doing with the kind of long COVID? I know, like, um, you've been suffering for a long time. You seem to be getting a bit better. I hope so. No, no, thank you for asking. Yeah, I am seeing some improvements on that, but it still has impact there's still an impact there so physically uh i'm definitely far better than i was but i still have problems in breathing when i'm going out say walking um i'm 
brain is still a bit fogged by it, I've got to be honest. So there is there's still the memory fog and the, the bits of confusion and tiredness is still there. So that's the one thing I can't seem to get over, uh, which is that I wake up and I'm tired, even if I've slept. But the interesting thing that's come from having long COVID that never ever seems to shift, and it's reported on that a lot of people have this, this is a, a result of it, is I constantly dream when I'm asleep which never used to happen before, but every night I have a dream, and they're very, they're not necessarily scary or anything like that, but they are very sort of vivid dreams. So, yeah, that's an interesting thing that's come from it that never seems to have gone away. Ooh. Well, can you tell us about any of the dreams? Sorry, Jim. No, go on, go on. I was just going to say, can you tell us about any of the dreams? I was just... the, the, The more interesting one I had is where I was something to do with the police in this dream i was like involved in something with them so like swat style in the back of this van with two 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 fellow police officers getting ready to go and do a raid and i then woke up you know went off to go to the loo went back to sleep went back into the same dream so we're going to get ready to do stuff and then Ooh. i woke up and was t- you know went to discuss this with some of my friends i was telling them about what happened in the dream and then i properly woke up from everything so <laughs> I went proper Inception style, a dream within a wow. dream. <laughs> okay. Are you sure you're awake now, James? <laughs> uh, possibly. Oh, this is like the strangest, most weird, lucid dream slash nightmare. No, no. Of course, it's a wonderful dream, not a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm in it, it's of course a dream. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so is the spinning top spinning at the moment, James, or or not? I, I've, no, I've no idea. I'm too scared to look at the spinning top. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I suppose with long COVID, you don't know if the spinning top spinning or if it's you. <laughs> exactly. And the spinning top could be just some weird hallucination thing I'm having, so... But yeah, no, thank you for asking. I am seeing some improvements, but there are obviously other things that are going to take a very, very long time to get over. So all I would say is anyone who thinks COVID is a hoax, anybody who thinks it's just like a nonsense thing, uh, I'm sorry, but it really isn't. And you need to sort of like get a dose of reality. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I think we covered that a couple of weeks ago, but with regards to, you know, that... I know that what James has gone through from an outsider looking in, you know, and it's it's horrible. It's horrible to see your friend like that because, you know, like obviously we're podcast friends, but we're real friends as well, you know, like it is with me and you, Squee. Um, and, yeah. you know, it's always hard to see a friend going through anything, isn't it? So, but, <clears throat> you know. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't make jokes about either of your health, which I know I did earlier in the show, if you weren't friends. Like, if I didn't get yeah. you a friend, I no, wouldn't no, feel okay doing that because I would ne- <laughs> never genuinely take the piss out of someone's uh, ill health. Even someone I don't like, genuinely, I just wouldn't do it. But it's like, um, friends, I feel like it's the most respectful to do that because if you go, oh, are you okay, hon? Like, you know, no one wants to hear that when they're all not... Some friends do. I know some yeah. friends who do, but but I don't know many. <laughs> Most would prefer if you just take the piss out of them and then slip the loving in the back door. Not in that way, Jack. Yeah, I was going to say, taking the mickey is usually a very good sign of friendship if you're willing to take the take the mickey out of somebody and take a shot at them over it. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. That's why James, when he never when he's not on the podcast, like you said earlier, he's only recording with me probably about three times. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, 
three, uh, yeah. three are a good good option, yeah. Three's the, the, the higher figure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's always tending to his glory holes, you know, during those times. That's something that me and Andy came up with. <laughs> yeah, you're not meant to be mentioning that anymore. We've got to keep that on the down low. Oh, sorry. Actually, it's funny because James doesn't know we've met in the real world, but actually... <laughs> <laughs> so that was good <laughs> i just unfortunately had a mouthful of drink at the same time so i couldn't let out a real good belly laugh there but i did enjoy that joke actually funny enough i said that was good and james had a mouthful when we met so it's a coincidence <laughs> I, I can neither confirm nor deny these allegations <laughs> I love the fact that James has to keep muting himself after every sentence. <laughs> so I'm guessing he's coughing, you know, coughing because he's uh, so embarrassed about the fact that this is all true. What do you like to and plus, plus, it gets stuck in the back of your throat, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> he's got a client over right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Multitasking. Who knew men could do that, eh? <laughs> Speaking to two men, if you're expecting some chuckles here, we're just going to leave you to it. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I know that the uh, female listeners will enjoy. It's all good. <laughs> they know where I'm coming from. Did we want to get into some What a Load of Codswallops, a segment of our podcast that we normally do? Uh, can sure. we just establish Squeeze all right? Because I did uh, try and ask him how his week was going. <laughs> then we... No, no. I mean, oh, genuinely, sorry. just don't don't even ask. I'm not. Basically, I'm genuinely okay. not. So I, I'm all right, but I'm not all right. Okay. So like like I was right. alluding to at the beginning of the show, I've kind of had, um, I don't know if I said this on show on mic or not, so I'm just going to repeat. So apologies if I'm repeating myself on mic, but I had a week off work. And before I went on leave, I had like, um, basically I was training up some new people. So I'm a team leader for the NHS, mm-hmm. calling people about the COVID vaccinations. Actually, like, I'll just save this for the codswallop. Sorry, just go in the next segment. I can just use okay. it for that. It's all good. Okay. okay. No problem. In that case, then let's get into what load of codswallop. And because Squee was last talking, let's let him talk. Mm-hmm. So what's your codswallop, Squee? Yeah, I'll just continue where I left off. So week off work, I had like, I was training up some new guys in my team before I left. And because of that, basically, I was training up some people for my team, but I was training people for all the teams. So, you know, team leaders take in turns to do that. And it means for that time on three days, you're not doing any of your usual work. So when you come back, not only are you trying to catch up with your normal work, but you've got new people who don't know what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. And plus, we just got some people transferred from other teams who clearly also don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And um, I hope none of them are listening, but there we go. I've said now. Um, and so basically, I have four people who don't know what the fuck they're doing, who are constantly bombarding me with questions, some which are perfectly fine. And it's like, oh, that's understandable. Some which are like, how do you start Windows? Oh, goody. Um, so I've been dealing with that. So then I went away for a week on holiday. And usually what would happen, like if, if some, one of the other team leaders was off and like there's a few team leaders I work with directly, I'd listen to their calls, you know, they've got from their team members. So you've got to listen to it because we're basically phoning people about COVID vaccinations. So, you know, if someone's away, you listen to the calls from their team to help them out. So when they come back, they don't return to as much work or at least from the work from the week they've been off. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Nothing was done with my team while I was gone. So I came back this week. And so I've got this week's work. Some people who are still fairly new, who still, some which have adapted better than others. Let's just say that there's still some who seem to be at factory reset and they're distracting all my time while I've got three weeks worth of calls for every team member to listen to. 
and a shitload of other work. So, um, so yeah, essentially between that, preparing for school first, trying to put out a regular radio show and everything else. Yeah, I'm not okay, but, but I am, I'll be fine. Yeah. It's all Have good. Have you tried turning them back, uh, turning them off and turning them back on again? Dude, I'm tempted to turn myself <laughs> off and just not worry about back on again at this rate. No, not really. No, no. So I don't joke about suicide idea, suicidal ideation, by the way. I'm not taking the piss out of that. No. It's just, God, for fuck's sake. You just get some weeks when it's like, genuinely, I've never just, felt so stressed at work. Yeah. When things just will not slot into place properly. Yeah, it can be a pain. Well, I think the worst part of it is that it's like, I care about this job and I'm actually, I, yeah. I believe I'm good at it. So when I'm behind yeah. and I feel like I'm not doing well at it, it hurts worse than if it's yeah. just a job either you're shit at, which I've, I've done jobs I'm not great at, mm-hmm. like they weren't the right fit for me. And I've also done jobs whereby I'm not given the right circumstances to do well. So, you know, that kind of thing, or I'm not trained well enough. Genuinely, I can say that in, in some jobs. This one, I'm good at. I'm trained enough. It's just I don't have fucking enough hours in the day. Mm. And it gets to the point of meltdown. So I just want to offer this kind of codswallop up to anyone who's listening who's maybe struggling with difficult situations, maybe with catching up with work. I know plenty of people in the arts who haven't worked for, for like a year and a half during the pandemic um, and now work's coming back and they're having to work double just to keep afloat. Uh, and so, so this Coswallop is really delicate, dedicated to anyone else who's struggling at the moment because fucking life's hard sometimes. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I think that goes for sort of any kind of form of job role, like you said, really, doesn't it? So everything is hard if you if you haven't got the help there in the background. Sorry that you know your t- your your team leader friends aren't you know not friends or colleagues or whatever. They're not helping you the way that you would help them. It's sort of hard to describe. This was what I was going to say, because I kind of like, I will grouse at it. And I did feel a bit let down when I came back. But at the same time, um, we're about to, because we're a service working from home, but we're a virtual call center, which is quite a big operation. And we're kind of just gearing up to hopefully get a one to two year extension. We started off working for three months in October and we're still going. And we're about to get the biggest extension we've had yet. So there's a lot of work happening behind the scenes from a lot of the team leaders. So I kind of can understand why they weren't able to, but it's still difficult when you come back and you would have, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure they worked their asses off. I'm not like putting against anyone. And yeah. sorry, I'm using this a bit of therapy right now. That's, but, <laughs> That's what college's all about. <laughs> yeah. All I think they genuinely worked hard. Yeah. I, I don't think it was them slacking. I just think it's just circumstances meant first time I've taken a week off in genuine years. I think it's the first time I've taken a full week off, excluding maybe Christmas one year. And, um, you know, no one was available to pay, pick up any of the slack for me. And it's just, that's just shitty to come back to, but that's the way it is. Well, do you feel better now you've got that off your chest? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> I feel better for talking to you guys always. It's always yeah. good. Good hang. Yeah. Well, that's always good as well. So, James, have you got any codswallop this week at all? Um, not that I can think of. Nothing has been codswalloping me. Uh, I, I tell you. I know, I know you want me to say something truly awful has happened, but I actually can't think of anything. I really am racking my brains. Um, Can I just give some love for the term codswalloping? I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's lovely. I, I honestly can't think of any codswalloping. If you want to know the worst thing that's happened to me, that I can think that's annoying is I went to try and buy some more light bulbs and they couldn't give me two packs because they only had one. So there you go. <laughs> 
That's the worst thing, touch wood, that's happened. <laughs> James, unfortunately, is, yes, he's dealing with first world issues. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, Absolutely. are you claiming James not being able to get a second pack of AAs is anything but paramount of importance in this world? <laughs> well, they weren't, they weren't batteries, they were light bulbs. No, bulbs, light bulbs. Oh, sorry, I thought he said uh, batteries. No, no. Bold, All right, bold, oh, um, uh, James not being able to get two packs of 60 watts. Come on, you're saying that isn't a, a paramount uh, issue of today's troubles. <laughs> yeah. No, all Gemma would say is buy some candles. <laughs> all I'm saying is people in Iraq think they've got it tough right now. James, with his light bulb situation. <laughs> Absolutely, and I'm glad to see that, you know, Squee recognises that my uh, first world problems are uh, the most uh, difficult things, obviously most important things. Uh, it's a bit like somebody once said to me at university, I could have worked hard and become the first white middle class rapper who was complaining about the fact that he couldn't get insurance on his Porsche. <laughs> I feel I let myself down by not pursuing that career. Genuinely, I try not to like um, backtrack on jokes, but but I will say, look, that's totally said in irony. We really feel for everyone in Iraq right now. I know it's a shitty situation, <laughs> yeah. but j- just in case anyone didn't get that irony, irony, irony. It's yeah. a joke, people. We're a comedy podcast. Yeah. I know, I know. But even on that one, I was like, too far, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It is, uh, it's always tricky, isn't it? Because like, if you've got people that are listening for the first time or whatever, and they don't know what your personality is like, yeah, it is tricky, isn't it? Because obviously, we knew that was a joke. That's why we laughed. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So, so, yes, anything that's ever said on this podcast is never um, intended in a negative light, because nobody that we'd have on this podcast or any of us would uh, be like that at all so but and also that's the case for the dr squeeze show because i've just remembered we're doing a crossover podcast <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i think that's genuinely why i put it in there because i, I don't know if you guys find this and I'll, I'll pop this as a question to you guys i genuinely find sometimes if i'm on a different show depending on who i'm talking to i do go into a different vibe and, and on the um the radio show genuinely we like I've I've made it a name to try and steer towards positive. I do make some jokes. I do make some political comments sometimes. Uh, I just made that joke, and I was always like, "What did you say that on the radio show?" Usually, but it's because I'm talking on talking Codswell, which has got a kind of different energy to it, which is is yeah. perfectly good too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you find that when you're guesting on other people's shows, guys? Yeah, to a degree, because you find yourself wondering what can I and can't get away with, and whether whether what you would say normally uh, would fly with their audience. I totally understand that it's more be more of an issue for me when I've done American things because their ability to get my humour sometimes can be a bit iffy. And the problem I've had in the past with American stuff is you, you're treading a possible political line, so I try and just be very, very careful. Mm, but I yeah. know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I get it as well. Um, but to be honest, I never say anything negative anyway so <laughs> and besides i hate everybody so there's no difference for anybody anyway <laughs> you know the funny thing was i wasn't worried about your audience because i no. i would probably talk like this in your show but i because i've particularly made it a mission of my radio show positivity i'm like oh is that a bit negative i've <laughs> <laughs> been a bit down talking about the iraq war the iraq war and the pulling out of troops in the most volatile region in the world that 
might have been a bit on the downside. I don't know. The fact that, just a that the president, just a I mean, yeah, I know he's not Obama, but like you kind of want to believe that Biden's presidency. I'm sorry, I'm going to get a bit political, then I'll hand back to you guys. But like you wanted to believe that Biden's presidency was going to be like Obama Mark II, and it's kind of really disappointing in it. <laughs> To be honest, so, I never, ever watch the news for that reason. Um, I don't really know go. what's going on. Although I did watch it this morning, I have to say, and breaking news that, um, unfortunately, Nando's, 50 um, Nando's restaurants have had to close because they're running out of chicken. So, you know, brace God. yourself, people. <laughs> God, it's going to be God. another KFC if you, could close, mm-hmm. if you could close KFC and McDonald's, I'd be a happy man. Oh, James, you negative sausage. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm a vegan. I don't eat yeah. any of them. I'm just thinking of your health people. And I'm also working on the, on the idea that it'll probably piss a lot of people off. So that's why I'd like it to be closed. <laughs> you know what I do love is a nice subway, though, just in case they're after some sponsorship of some radio show. Subway. Eat fresh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but ju- just stay away from Jared. Yeah. <laughs> well, now they're That's not going to sponsor the sponsorship James. deal. Yeah. <laughs> we no, both I said this. Sub- I, I think Subway would agree with you heartily at that point. <laughs> I mean, let's I just, be honest. He's never going to see anything but the outside. He's never going to see anything other than the inside of his cell, is he? No. I just like the fact that me and Dr. Squee said exactly the same thing at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And also, I think, I don't think uh, somewhere we go, oh, brilliant. You brought up Jared, but you've said that he's not good. They'd probably be happy if you just didn't bring him up. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes reality has to be involved, you know, people. <laughs> Anyway, let's move off of the political side of things because otherwise Subway really won't sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, politics and sex yeah. offenders, always a good mix. <laughs> yeah. You're wearing all the good notes here. Let's just, let's just throw in some religious now. <laughs> oh, I'll run with it. Just see how many people I can antagonize. <laughs> I tell you what, James never says a huge amount. Oh, I mean, he does, but he doesn't say a lot all the time. But when he does open his mouth, he does come out with some funny crackers. <laughs> I try. Oh, I, I always say those are the people you look out for more. Like yeah. uh, you, you and me, Jim. We're like more of the mold of throwing off shit in the wall. Something's going to stick. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, whereas James, like he's the quiet assassin. They're always the people you got to watch out for. They won't say anything for ages. They'll be quite quiet, and then they'll come in with a singer, which will fall fucking everyone. <laughs> I couldn't possibly come and. <laughs> well, I could, and I think that's definitely you, James. And that's a compliment in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) whether you take it or not (laughs) so it sounds like we've got to my cod swallops so i have some yes please woohoo um okay so cod swallop number one actually i'm gonna use another one regarding the dog first um so as i said he's feeling much better so that's good news yay yay went for a Went for a walk with him today. Don't often take him out for a walk because we've got quite a long garden. So he does a lot of running back and forth on the garden. So, But as a responsible dog owner, I decided to take him out for a walk because he'd been cooped up all day, you know. And um, yeah, obviously, again, responsible dog owner took out a little black bag for his, for his poos. And we went across a field. So, you know, having a merry good time kicking the ball and he's like obviously fetching it back and forth and whatnot so we had a really really nice time putting back on the lead to walk along the roadside here's a poo 
on the road. Yep. <laughs> not on the road, sorry, but on the pavement, literally outside of somebody's house. And I was like, oh, for God's sake, Socks, you couldn't have had a poo in the field. <laughs> I mean, I still would have picked it up from the field. But at the same time, it was like right outside somebody's house. And it was like, well, not to be graphic, but it was a little bit on the squidgy side, you know. And it was like, yeah. oh, man. Really? And we were only like a couple of doors away from home as well. And I was like, couldn't you have just waited until we got home? Then your dad would have had to have picked it up. No, no, he did that on purpose. And to be honest, just be very grateful it wasn't extreme running diarrhea. Well, it it was close to. Yeah. <laughs> it was oh, close to. <laughs> nice. Genuinely, like, I mean, uh, Dottie, Dottie mainly. Benny occasionally has done it, but like Dottie will, has seriously stopped in the middle of the road to do a shit. Yeah. So, like, I've then got to direct traffic <laughs> while I'm trying to pick up the poo. And my favourite one recently is because we've moved into a house, which is you got to pay slope to go to our front door. Yeah. And um, Dottie's kind of, like, taking a poo there. So it rolls downhill. So I'm like, while I'm trying to keep check on Dottie and make sure she's okay, I'm checking that she isn't bombarding people walking past with shit. <laughs> That's a particular treat. Yeah. So I'm laughing I'm, so hard. Sorry, I'm laughing so hard because I've actually been to Dr. Squee's house and I know exactly what slope he's referring to. Yeah, you can picture I the shit rolling down, can't you? Yeah. yeah. I love dogs, but this really doesn't make me want to have. I, I mean, like, there, there's the hill, then there's a bit of pavement, then there's the road. So if she shits hard enough, it's going out on the road. <laughs> or if it builds up enough momentum on the hill. <laughs> oh, like she's that. such a classic dog. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my other codswallop was a couple of weeks ago. It was Graham's birthday. So, again, Graham is my mum's boyfriend. And I hope that I can just say Graham from now on so that people know who that is, because it's a mouthful setting the rest of the stuff. <laughs> um, so, it was his birthday. It was his 70th birthday. And uh, we went out to have dinner together. Obviously, my mum came as well. It wasn't just the, t- uh, just the two of us. That would have been weird. And um, I had a lovely, lovely evening. And it was a Monday evening. So in Weymouth, where I'm from, they have a fireworks display in the evening. So because the meal had finished at the time just before the fireworks, we were able to sort of dash across town to actually watch them. Uh, so, you know, we thought, oh, that's brilliant. You know, it's a little li- little bit of um, jolly entertainment at the end of the episode, um, end of the episode, end of the evening. <laughs> Everything's podcast related. So we stood, we stood on the opposite side of the road, but obviously perfect view. We could see it all. So you're wondering why this is a codswallop, I'm wondering. Yep, the tension was snapping the shoelaces. Yeah, you know me, I do like to tell a story. Well, we were, like I said, we were stood a couple of roads back, actually watching them. Then all of a sudden, a minivan pulls up and literally parks right in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, you've got, you've got another family. So you've got this um, couple with two children that are also stood where we are. There's another couple of lads as well and a few other people. This minivan is holding up every single bit of traffic just so he can watch the fireworks from the comfort of his van. And I like his style. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of pimp move. <laughs> and yeah, so all these cars are beeping and honking their horn and stuff. And uh, they're obviously beeping in the sense of honking their horn, not being... Uh, 
being windy and <laughs> and so do you call being windy honking <laughs> no beeping is what i was um, referring to beeping <laughs> you call beeping. farting beeping i've never heard that i was thinking of like no. the things that go beep beep on uh like uh what was it a sesame street or something was it me uh the beaker and something else yeah Oh, okay. I've heard that before. Oh, okay. Well, maybe because I live in such a polite society that um, I, you know, sometimes we say, oh, I'm going to beep. <laughs> she beep, says beep. polite. Many say backwards, but, you know, who am I to judge? <laughs> well, I am from Dorset. <laughs> oh, they say Dorset. Yeah, damn it. You beat me to, beat me to the punchline. <laughs> I know. I can feel you, beat, uh, you winding up to actually say it. So that's why I said it before you did. Yep. So, yes, anyway, so this, this twat of a driver... Yeah, uh, yeah. So we obviously we moved up and we could still then see them, but it was just the point of being such a twat, you know, seeing such an asshole, and um, he really didn't need to do that. So there, that's my second codswallop. What a font! <laughs> well, James, I'll allow it, no problem, because <laughs> you didn't say the word that I don't like. <laughs> I didn't say the way cut. Anyway, sorry. Sorry. Did you have another one? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, so got a third cod swallow as well. Okay, so a few weeks back, obviously, James was talking about how he was taking on a big company, MPAL, evil MPAL. Now, my. Go on. No, no, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. Oh, sorry. They are evil. Yeah, I was going to say, because I saw you unmute yourself. I thought you were going to say something profound, but then obviously you didn't. Um. <laughs> okay, you're just calling him out on not being profound now. That's a bit mean. <laughs> she's well, so harsh, isn't she? So harsh. She's basically not profound like the, enough, Slam. She, she's the emperor, isn't she, from, uh, from Star Wars. The hate just flows through. <laughs> but she does it with a smile. <laughs> I just want to compliment you. I, I've never heard someone so kind of, like that's quite an eloquent put down it's like uh, sorry sir you're not profound enough <laughs> <laughs> well we did cover the fact that you know like he opens his mouth occasionally and then something he, he always says something brilliant but then uh yeah he unmuted himself for no reason i've got to keep you guessing you've got to keep you right? guessing you could have said small dick, but no, you went not profound enough. <laughs> Slam. Yeah, but she, she's never going to lie. There's no point lying. <laughs> so why the same would have been fine, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Squee, I work at the glory house. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the cleaner up. <laughs> 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 Let's move on because that's actually grossed myself out. <laughs> so you mop up the salty tadpoles. <laughs> yeah, clean up an aisle five has so many different meanings. <laughs> I am so sorry to anybody who's um, either continuing to listen or is a new listener to this podcast. I do apologise. <laughs> hang on in there. It gets better. Or it gets filthier. You've just got to hang it. You've got to keep listening to find out. Uh, I will just work on the principle that with the sheer level of filth rat, we need to see if Joanne, who's one of our fellow uh, co-hosts, uh, finds this is filthy enough or whether there is room for improvement. Yes. I think she'll probably well, think it's filthy enough, to be honest. Anyone listening on the radio show, no apologies. You knew what you were signing up for. <laughs> well, we are the show that comes on after yours. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. people should stick around and listen to us. 
So, like yet, yet still their first time hearing the show. Yep. Zinger! Yeah. We, we like that scene in Airplay. He only goes, they bought their tickets, they knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. Yeah, actually, yeah, this is for all you who switch off when Talking Cods will come on. Ha! Now you've got to listen. Come on your side, guys. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, so my third Cods wallop, though. Um, so, like I said, big organisation. This week, I took on O2, which is a, for international people, is a mobile phone network uh, company um, or cell phone, you know, company. Just to say, I don't know what the outcome on this is or what this is about, but I knew it was something about it. I, I, as a a co-host, are actually very, very interested to hear what happened. So, Gemma, take it away. Yeah, (laughs) because James James didn't get the full story, but James got a message saying, fucking hate O2 and I said I'll tell you about it when we record next (laughs) (laughs) so last week Wednesday Thursday Friday and Tuesday this week so that's four days pretty much all of those days I don't know why I didn't do it on Monday but you know maybe I just want to give myself a day off but um all of those days I was near enough the whole time on the telephone with O2 because my mum had brought for Graham a iPhone 7, um, but it was one of those secondhand ones that they sell. And it was marked up as like new, which is something we will never, ever do again. They sent us the um, sent us the phone, you know, obviously tried it out very quickly and it seemed to work. Then we, I'm not going to go through the full story, A, because it's already driven me nuts many times, but um, also the second thing is is that I don't want it to be a long, drawn-out story. They went to the O2 shop, who tried out the SIM card on various different phones, and it worked, Um, but then when they tried lots of different SIM cards in this one, it didn't, you know, the phone that they had, it didn't work. So, but they couldn't do anything about it because we brought the phone online. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> with you so far yeah I, I, I can understand your annoyance yeah so my mum calls me she's absolutely in tears and because she's trying to do something really nice and you know my mum's upset I want to try and solve the problem because I hate it when she's upset I hate it when anyone's upset can I just say that was her first mistake trying to do something nice yeah <laughs> I know right <laughs> <laughs> yeah I should have left it to her so anyway so I called up O2 and on the first day, I called up seven times. One of those times I was on the telephone, because I've got it all written down, ready to write a complaint letter. But one of those times I was on a phone for an hour to try go through this problem. But the other times it was like 14 minutes, 15 minutes, blah, blah, blah. Because they kept putting me through, every time, sorry, they kept putting me through to the company that would arrange like a refund or return or whatever. Every time they picked up the phone, they would cut me off. And I was, by call number seven, I was absolutely fuming. Like, you you know, I don't I don't get angry, angry. But with this, I got really, really angry. And, you know, I was almost like having steam coming out my eyes kind of thing. Yeah. Full on going green, muscles yes. kind of coming through, shirts ripping. Yes, yes, exactly. Because there's nothing worse than, you know, like, obviously, some of the people that were actually talking to me, they were really, really helpful. But it seems to be that when O2, when you put them on hold, or people put them on hold for a good 10 minutes or whatever, it actually cuts the call. Okay. Yeah, something that they need to sort out. 
yeah, so like I said, did about seven or eight times and didn't get any joy. So then I called back the following day because I was just like, right, okay, we'll we'll get this sorted today instead because I'd had enough, as you can imagine. Mm. And obviously I'm doing it during work hours as well. I'm, I'm still working because my phone's on, on speaker, but it's eating into my work time as well doing yeah. this. Like if I was working from if I was working from the office, I wouldn't have been able to have done it. You know, it's right. quite handy that I'm working from yeah. home. So anyway, continued the next couple of days, pretty much the same scenario. But then on the Friday, what happened was is that I rang up and I spoke to one lady who was actually the first lady that I spoke to that was actually really helpful. She turned around to me and she actually said, right, the reason this phone isn't working is because it's been either reported lost, stolen or like stole, uh, lost in the mail kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, so the phone's been sent back and they've they've put a block on it so that nobody could actually use the phone. So what she did was she lifted the block and she said that it will take probably, hopefully it will come off at about on Monday. Uh, so that's probably why I didn't do anything on Monday. Yes, yeah, so, and she said also, we'll send you out a new phone and you know you can replace the phone and all salted you know we'll we'll do that because like you know she couldn't get a hold of the team and whatnot so i'm thinking oh thank god for that you know it's friday afternoon finally got it sorted brilliant you know we kind of all were cheering and laughing and brilliant and then i got a text message from o2 saying unfortunately we cannot fulfill your order because we have no stock of an iphone 7 O2 hasn't okay. got a fucking iPhone 7 anywhere in the in their whole stores or anywhere. I, I don't really think iPhones though. have been that popular, though, in all fairness. But, I don't think they've ever really taken off. No, clearly not. But weren't <laughs> they just going to be unlocking the model you had? Well, that's the thing. They still were doing that. Right. So what happened was that on Monday, I tried it out and I thought to myself, you know what, I'm just going to try the SIM card and see if it actually works in the phone. It did. And we were celebrating for a good 10 minutes. Then we tried the camera out and it had all these black spots on it as if it's got watermarks on it, which was uh, obviously quite disappointing. So it's almost like the phone's been dropped in water and nothing's been done to sort of fix it. It was also really slow as well. So so I was like, oh, for God's sake. So then Tuesday rolled around, so yesterday, and I, um, sorry, spoiler alert, yesterday was Tuesday. <laughs> I, um, no, it's Thursday today, shh. <laughs> oh yes sorry sorry this is live right now on the radio sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> just say on tuesday this is yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i know i pre-record the interviews every week but this was live honest gov <laughs> i'm a time traveler oh we need to talk about that as well squee in a minute um okay we, we've got wait, is that, okay is, is that an, is that another codswall time travel <laughs> no no it's just something that he brought from a charity shop, so he should be happy about himself. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, so basically, Tuesday, not yesterday, <laughs> I called up O2 again, and I was absolutely livid at this point. So I was just like, right, okay, we need to get this sorted. We decided to have a refund because it was a waste of space, you know. And I spoke to a couple of people, and finally, we're getting a jiffy bag sent to us so that we can actually send the phone back for a refund. But as you can imagine, after all this hassle, my mum, poor mum, I mean, she's beside herself anyway. You know, I keep telling her to stop, you know, to stop feeling like that because it's not her own, it's not her fault. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, almost do we trust to send the phone back now, you know? 
I'm going to send it recorded, not recorded delivery, but I'm going to get proof of postage, you know, kind of thing. But if they can't be trusted to actually help us in the first place, then we almost feel like, really, should we trust you to actually, you know, give us our money back, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean, because it's just incredibly poor service. Yeah. It's just, I mean, at least, thankfully, at least one of the people was good enough to give you some idea of what what had happened and what was going on. But the whole thing just seems to be a a complete faff where the they've almost they were probably counting on the idea that you just go oh sod it sort of thing after a while and chuck in the towel yeah well i mean yeah not for because okay it was second hand but it was still a fair whack of money that she paid for it do you know what i mean it was a couple hundred or whatever so you know it's uh it's not acceptable so i've got the email for the com uh, for the email to um complain to them so after it's all on twitter as well yeah yeah i will do yeah they don't like the twitters no i know i'll definitely be doing that but what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna wait until we get the refund and then attack them because i don't want them to have any other reason to not pay my mum so (laughs) fair point so that was uh that's how our cods wallop comes out sometimes it's very passionate that's the end of the story for the time being cods wallops can be extremely passionate so <laughs> for those who want the passion of the cods tune wallop. back in now <laughs> by the way the passion of the cods wallop that isn't going to religion that isn't a religion's reference no but it might be an episode title i have to say might be an episode title <laughs> i'm sorry just for time rights tonight guys we are gonna have to start roughing it up i'm afraid no that's, that's okay yeah that's absolutely fine no problem at all but before we do i'd like to know about this wonderful plaque that you got from a charity shop. I, there was really no story here. I got a uh, Back to the Future <laughs> license plate, which said quitter time like they do in the back of the DeLorean in Back to the Future. It was nice. in the charity shop for two quid. It was a fuck of a very bargain, good. but no story there. There is no story. Very good. No, I like that. I'm very much, I mean, I'm a huge Back to the Future fan. So that is, you know, I bow down to you. Yeah. I mean, amazingly, it got like, uh, like fucking over a hundred likes just for this license plate thing I put on Facebook. And it's like, um, I just been to, the only ironic thing was I just been on Forbidden Planet and picked up a load of sale items, like a mini Spock kind of thing they released for the 50th anniversary of Star Trek, picked up a t-shirt and sale loads of other stuff. I go in the charity shop and then there's the Back to the Future license plate. So there you go. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it's, see, we've ended with a positive. That's exactly. good. Exactly. That's very see, good. If you don't mind, guys, what we're going to do is um, we'll we'll exit this kind of throwing over to a song for my radio show. Then I'll let you kind of do the wrap up for the podcast version for uh, Talking Cods Wallop. Uh, but before we do, guys, first of all, if you can think of a track each, if you like, uh, that you want played. But also give us some details on where everyone listening to the radio show can find Talking Cods Wallop other than right after the show and don't worry it won't be a repeat of this it'll be last week's show for Talking Gods Wallop after this and then you'll be hearing this as the Talking Gods Wallop the week after makes perfect sense it does yeah we're a week behind on the radio is what he's trying to say in a well that would be a quick way of saying yeah yeah (laughs) so Talking Gods Wallop podcast we're on all of the pod 
podcasting apps so any any of them really um well apart from sound soundcloud because we have to pay extra and we can't afford it so <laughs> so basically yeah it's uh, just search talking codswallop and hit that the little subscribe button you know please and on social media it's just simply on inst well not simply but it's on instagram facebook and twitter and the simple part is they're all at codswallop pod so hopefully uh hopefully to see you over there soon and jim jim what song Beautiful do you want played jim. me or james yeah. okay so no, i wasn't jim. sure i wasn't sure if you called him jim i would love to hear because I was actually humming this earlier. So by The Who, um, is it Baba Riley? Baba Riley? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. 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 So um, I was actually humming this song earlier. So I thought about it and I was like, oh, that would be a good song, please. We'll put that on. But James, just quickly, uh, where the, is there anywhere else you'd like to direct them online to find you as as James the Voice Stafford? Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. what song would you like to be played after Bob O'Reilly? You can find me as James the Voice Stafford on Twitter. That is my my, my handle. Uh, Song-wise, I'm going to go with something that we mentioned from our returning to the Coswold fold, which is Back in Black by ACDC. <laughs> So this is The Who and Bubba O'Reilly, followed by Back in Black by ACDC Rock. You're listening to The Bear, unless you listen to a podcast on Cooking Console, then you're not. Or, or Jen might have cut this out. I don't know. Look, here's those songs. <laughs> We are now uh, joined by a buddy of mine. And look, this is really exciting because usually when I speak to this friend of mine, because we've been, I don't want to say radio encumbered, but we've been on the radio. We've been on the Bear.Live until now. And there's going to be a month now, as I've probably already said in a previous segment on this, but fuck it. Look, I don't know what I'm doing. But now the bear has gone away. And, and we've at least got a month whereby, like, I'm going to miss the bear, but it's going to be a month of just kind of podcast versions of this show, hopefully before we find a new radio home. I may have already announced earlier in this clip. Again, I'm pre-recording. What do I know? But what I will say is that it means we can talk to this gent about his project without worrying about saying the station he's on. So SW20, the sound of New South Wales, he hosts a morning show uh, every other week on Monday and Thursday. That's uh, from 9 a.m. till 11. And then he hosts the 505 Drive every other week, five minutes past five, as you might imagine, until eight o'clock. And it's a good, until eight o'clock? Seven. Till seven o'clock. Seven. seven. I was doing so well then as well. But doing, guys, I thought I was thinking he's doing really well. Uh, he's also from uh, late of Matt Lee's, Lee's Gets Creative and legend in my spare time he's a musician who's currently working on his second album the first one took 10 years this one's kind of sliding out in one so we're going to find out what the hell's happening with that where's this creative juice come from but please welcome to the dr squee show in its current whatever the fuck form it is mr matt lees how you doing leesy well fuck yeah buddy i heard you curse twice so i guess that means we're allowed to curse well look 
again, sir, I've, I've got a month at least where we're yeah. just on, on podcast form. I love it. And then we might be going to a new radio home. Who knows? Like, I, again, I might have already announced it, but fuck it. I, I, again, this is time travel. I don't know what's happening. But no, at the point you of don't recording, know if you don't know what's happening, I got at no the point of recording, we don't know what's happening. By the time this comes out, we might do. I could be prime minister by then. Which country? Whatever. Stranger things have happened. Because I lose track, like, you know, Wales, Canada. Whichever one suits me best at the time, Squee. And good oh, evening. Know, thank, me for, thank, thank me. I, was, I didn't even mean to. Thank me for being on your show. Thank you and thank me indeed. And thank you know. indeed. Thank you indeed, my friend. What a pleasure it is to be here, especially because we can curse. It feels so wrong because nothing I do at the moment in this studio is I'm allowed to curse on. So it feels dirt. It feels really dirty. Well, sir, I, again, I'm sure in the other segment I've recorded this, I'm going to try and keep it a bit more like a magazine show like I, I've done on the radio. So uh, we're going to have had the big question of the week and other things, I'm sure, around this interview. Uh, and I'm sure I would have spoken about Squeefest, which is from the 25th to the 26th of September, 2 p.m. till 2 p.m. BSD. Please check out your local time zones. We've got a plethora of wonderful guests, which, again, I will have spoken about, I'm sure, earlier on in the show. But Fuck yeah. We're very excited to have you, Mr. Lees, and of course, uh, the station manager of the late uh, Bear.Live, much missed, uh, joining us, Al Galpin. We're going to be doing the Three Amigos. So, so man, look, because one of the other things we're going to be talking about is your new project, which is, is mm -hmm. based on musicals, and you're going to be doing a new live uh, project going out every month. So new project, but I can't get you to fucking agree to a time to record the Three Amigos, which is the show we're going to be doing to Screefest. What the fuck, man? Yeah, well, here's the thing, man, because The Three Amigos is a show where you, me, and Galpin sit around and talk rubbish to each other for an hour, right? Yeah. Um, but we can do that anytime. And uh, I think what happened was everybody's busy. Al's extremely busy. You're busy. You're podcasting like 23 hours a day or something. Uh, and then when I started recording and writing the new album, that was kind of taking all my creative energy. And then it was like, with respect. Do I want to go and do a live stream with the, my two buddies who I will see and talk to many times in the future? Or do I want to take a bath and put on some Kenny G and light some candles and go to sleep? You know what I'm saying? I'm just. Okay. But what does your husband like to do in, of an evening? <laughs> well, listen, that's none of your business. You'll have to ask her when you have her on the show. <laughs> I, I mean, I was, I was going to say it might be an improvement. No, sir. I didn't mean that. I love you. Of course. Oh, he's already no. being nasty. One, four minutes in or whatever it is in podcast world. In the future, it wouldn't be us if we weren't like uh, ball busting as we went. No, no, that's true. That's, that's true. ball singular, obviously. <laughs> so thank, thank you for having me on your show. Uh, <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here, uh, and I'm excited to talk about creative projects with you. Squee, was it? It was indeed. Oh, um, you yeah, you're saying broadcasting 23 hours a day, literally about to do 24 hours a day. Yeah, and last time he told me, I'm not doing this ever again. Oh, but, no, no, no. Cool. I was very clear. At the end of it, I go, at least two years. I was screaming into the microphone at the end of the <sighs> event. One year later. The whole event's great, folks. But my favorite part is right around the time the show's going to end, when Squeeze at his most tired uh, and his most grumpy. Because I've known Squeeze a long time. You don't often see him grumpy, or I don't anyway. But you do during the end of Squeeze Fest when he's been awake for like a week. Because it's not just the show. He's probably been panicking the week before, confirming guests and doing other things. So by that time, he's exhausted and he's chopsy, as we say in Wales. Uh, and he gets a real attitude about him. And I am a big fan. That's always yeah. my favorite part of the show. 
Yeah, I mean, like you wouldn't be a good friend if you didn't want to see me melt into a puddle at the end of the uh, of the event. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, it is actually really nice. Like I, I joke, of course, sir, but it is great to talk to other creative people. Like if I dare put myself in that realm, uh, because they get it. They get what it's like to organize a big event. You've done your yearly, uh, you know, obviously when the world isn't going a bit funky with COVID. You've done your yearly events in Wales where you have the uh, Christmas events. Uh, you do toy drives, amazing work, which you do. And it just by the end of it, you were just spent even before you start. And then you've got whatever the event is, in my case, mm -hmm. 24 hours of live broadcasting. Yeah. It ain't easy, sir. Which is a lot more work than a toy drive. I don't mind telling you. Like, yeah, I had to drive around and pick stuff up, but if nobody donated, I was just we were just going to go to like Asda or another store. Other stores are available, uh, and just buy a whole bunch of toys and take them there ourselves. So it wasn't as much pressure as having to. I can't imagine twenty four hours, man. God, oof. Like, good for you for doing it for the right reasons. That's very cool. But as far as I'm concerned, if for me, I'm like yeesh. I mean, so we will get onto your projects. We will get onto your projects in a second, but I do have to say that the thing is. Each year, I seem to find new and bold ways of stitching myself up. Yep. So this year, I was like, hey, look, I, I mainly what I do is an interview show. It's great having on all these other podcasts. But wouldn't it be great to make like half the lineup interviews? Wouldn't that be cool? And I've done that. And now I'm like, oh, mm. oh, so I've got to prep all those interviews. I've got to be hosting those interviews going throughout the night. So like even in the wee hours, I've got people from Australia and America joining me. I've got like a, a game show, which we're doing on the Sunday morning because that's where it fit in the schedule. Because, you know, you don't work around you. You work around whenever the people yep, can do it, yes, of course. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then you look at the schedule and you go, oh, no, oh, that's not sensible. Oh, I wouldn't like to be the guy doing that. Yeah. And it's you. Yeah. Best yeah. of luck with that. I'm sure. Am I? Did I imagine one of the years of Squeefest, you actually allowed yourself to, to leave the feed while other people hosted? Uh, or yeah. have I misremembered that? No, no, what you have to do is like you don't I don't leave for like as in, you know, hey, here's your out. But you leave just leaving to go to Lou, get some food and stuff. So I have to every now and again go, it's like, look, like during like three amigos, it might be like, look, you guys are friends of mine, so I'm just gonna pop to the loo. You guys can talk for a bit. And, and Squee needs a sandwich needs a sandwich. Kind of. I um, mean, actually, other than the fact that three amigos is one hour into the thing, I think so. Like, probably I won't need a loo by then. Well, listen, you know, I love you, right? But you know what? Squeefest 24 hours is amazing. You know what it does not excuse you from? And I'm about to call you out on this with all the love in my heart. Eating on Mike. Yo, Squee. We talked a little bit before about how I'm, I've been professionally trained broadcast, blah, 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 blah. Eating into the mic. Oh, man. I'm even looking right into the camera now. I, I, I might might try using like this is an audio by the way when it comes out. But, eh, yeah, good oh, it's audio. Well, I'm staring oh, at look, it. I actually sort of I'm gonna release the tape. Yeah, Doesn't matter. The do what you want with the tape. But what I'm saying is step aside and let Nicola tell us a story and then eat your banana. You know what I mean? You don't need to sit there and eat the banana. No, nobody wanna see you eat that banana on mic. Again, You're just upset because it got you all hot and bothered again. No, it's one of those things that the, the, the chewing thing just drives me like I've canceled Patreons. Because the dude, one of the dudes used to eat on mic, and I was like, I'm out. And in the read, when it's like, what's your reason for? And I named and, sh named and shamed him too. And I was like, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I have, I, a man has to have his limits. Fair anyway. enough, sir. I, I will anyway, subjectively sorry. use sorry. my mute button during the broadcast. Thank you very much. It's most appreciated. Thank you very much. No problem. Uh, sir, as I say, we're going to get on to you now. So uh, let, let's start with the music because this is really exciting. 
obviously the first album was labor of love and you like with any artist the first album is always the accumulation of their life so far in music mm -hmm. goes into one album it's really difficult i imagine just to kind of like fine tune which ones you're going to use which ones you're going to bring back to life which tracks kind of aren't going to make it yeah and of course that took you 10 years and now one year later we're going for the second album uh why so long the first time and how has it come together so quickly this time i wouldn't say it's come together i would say that i've created myself a target uh kind of like when you set yourself a 24-hour broadcast and then you're like oh shit i have to do a 24-hour broadcast so part of me is like oh shit i have to write an entire album now and you said it it's that whole the first album is your entire life as an artist you've accumulated all these songs and these are your quote-unquote best ones um and you put them out uh and then you have to kind of like start at zero and be like fuck now what do i write about like i'm really proud of this album but what the fuck am i gonna do now like and you're just that you just then you you, you I have the unfortunate slash fortunate thing of being a technically I'm a solo artist who with all love and respect, who hires the musicians to then play in the band with me. Right. And they're my friends and they're my, they became a couple of them became friends that I would co-write with and collaborate with. So it was different to that, but technically I'm just a solo artist who has a backup band. Uh, so I don't have people to write the songs with. I don't have, I have people to bounce them off of and musician friends to do that with, but I don't have that collaboration of writing them with a band which is huge. Uh, so this time I have to kind of do them all by myself. I don't have access to the same, you know, Jay Walsh and Wayne Bond as much as I did back then. So I kind of have to do a lot of it on my own. Now I, I'd like to hope that I've grown as a musician, so I should be writing better songs. I hope, but I don't know. I mean, the ones on the album are the best songs I've ever written. So who am I to say, I don't know. I'm very proud of them. So it's hard for me to then say, eh, but these ones belong with those ones. Uh, so it's very hard. Uh, I have to just kind of like go with it and roll with it and just start writing things and kind of stick them on the canvas and see what sounds good and what doesn't send some to Wayne and see what happens. And it's very easy with my producer and drummer Wayne, because technically he just won't respond. So if I don't get a response from him, I'm like, okay, that's not the tune. Uh, and then when we recorded the first single, the grow old with me, uh, as soon as I sent that over to him, he had replied immediately and I could tell he was excited. And that's cool with, that's how it works with art and creativity. I'm totally cool with it. I doesn't, Wayne's a busy dude. Who's also making many albums at once. So it doesn't offend me. It used to, but I've grown as a person, but it doesn't bother me now that he doesn't get back to me. It's more now when he does respond, I'm like, Oh shit, I hit a nerve for Wayne. So he's interested in this one. And then it starts to happen and then it stops and then it kind of bubbles a little bit and then it stops. So that answers your first thing about why did it take 10 years? Uh, well, that's exactly why, uh, because we were all artists who had other things happening and we were making other albums at the time and Wayne and Jay, especially. And, uh, I moved to, across the world in the middle of it before we'd ever released an album. So that's kind of why it took so long. Uh, and I hope that this next one doesn't take as long. Uh, and in fact, I know it won't cause it, even if I can't do it the way we did the first album as in with the same people. Uh, I still want to work rather quickly on this and release it because the second one's the hardest one. I feel like yeah, I'm glutton I, for punishment. So I think I'm ready for the third one. I just want the second one out of the way. Well, it's always the phrase, the difficult, diff, the difficult second album. Mm -hmm. As I say, you've got to kind of go from scratch. Like the whole, the whole first album is the accumulation of your musical life so far. Then you've got to come up with a second album. 
How do you start about that journey? And did these songs come easily to you? Or was it kind of like uh, a bit more painful to try and get an album's worth of music in a year? Like, a, I know it sounds like to some people, 10 tracks, whatever is 12, like over a course of, yeah, that's not so hard. But that's like, that's a song a month. And, and to be something you're really proud of, I know how hard you work and how painfully you work on these songs to make them sound exactly like something you want to put your name to. Yeah, it's very, very difficult. Uh, there's no, it's just, I think the first, it felt, the first one felt, it felt easier, but I think that's because we had, we had, you know, we had uh, workshopped those songs for so long and I played it with so many different bands and they were down pat. Now I'm just a dude writing songs in a shed. I have no idea whether they're going to be cool, whether they're going to be cheesy, whether they're going to sound good. Uh, I just kind of have to go with what I, what I feel or whatever, which sounds cheesy, but that's literally what you have to do. The, the, the main difference for me this time is lyrics. Uh, as in, I have, you know, very little done as far as lyrics, whereas the first one, it was all we had words. I had words before I had music, whereas now I have lots of music and not very many words. So that's tough because then you're stuck with the idea of, well, what kind of album do you want it to be? Or what kind of message do you want to send? Which is a lot more difficult than just like, hey, I wrote all these cool songs. Let's just stick them on a record together. And then you can then work things later to make them have a nice flow and a nice energy that tells a little bit of a story if you if you get stoned enough when you listen to it. Uh, and that's the second one. I don't know. I have a lot of songs put together, but I'm not quite sure yet whether I have the, the, you know, the movie poster, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't have the overall vibe just yet. I think we've just, I've, I've just finished up the uh, track one, which is a spoiler. Now the first song, this is going to annoy squee. Uh, the first song on the album is called prologue. See, I told you I'd, I'd tell you a name of a song. Uh, that one is just about finished now, and the the diff the energy is totally different. So that kind of sets me on a different path now, as far as what order these songs go in, uh, and even even re-recording some of them with a different style and vibe because maybe it's going a different way. Um, which isn't me being vague; it's because I don't totally know yet. You know, uh, it's just one of those things. It seems like it's changing. It's changed from what it was originally changed again but so did the first one so i just kind of have to keep plugging along and keep making demos and recording them and seeing which ones stick out to me uh there's one that i'm really really happy with and really proud of but again the words aren't finished so it's a tough it might as well be two percent finished because without without words there's it's just like a cool backing track right you need that the lyrical idea to sort of set it off and then everything else comes with it so and it'll be like a water fountain i think i hope Whereas once I yeah. do one, then they'll all just come. I hope anyway, that then it'll all just kind of happen. And then before I know it, I'll have too many to deal with and I'll be trying to juggle them all together. And then that'll be hopefully the second album of 2023, we said, right? I don't know. 20, 2023 uh, runs January to December. I just want everyone to remember that. <laughs> I said one year. I thought I was being generous, but like, I mean, yeah, I like, I call, I said I want to do it fast, but I also, like you said, I also don't want to do it crap just to say yeah. that I did it in that time frame. So it's going to take as long as it's going to take, but I'm aiming for like, you know, 2023 gives us two years to finish it, be proud of it, get it produced, get it, you know, all that other stuff you have to do that took 10 years last time, which ideally this year, this time will not take 10 years. I mean, to me, sir, like, I mean, it's the idea of doing the music first and then the lyrics is, a, a firm world to me I understand it I kind of understand people just musically minded but to me being a, a 
bit of a writer myself. Like, I get that. I get you can write a story. And then, hey, like, fit that to music. But just the music first, and then you've got to fit a story to it. That seems mystical to me if you didn't have the story already in your head. Yeah, no, it's not. There's one specific one. I, the one that, you know, I, I'm most happy with at the moment was just a, was just a melody in my head while I was just walking around in normal life, literally just the, just the main melody. Uh, and then I kind of, I, I, it even had the sort of sound that it should sh sort of sound like. And then I came home to the studio and played around with different sounds. And then it was sort of like, Oh, that's the one. And it was just a simple little melody, just a few notes. And that's how everything started. And to this, to, I, I have lyrics for it, but not ones I'm happy with. So to this day, it's still all just being built around that one simple little melody, which is now essentially a four and a half minute flushed out song uh, with just a hook and then no other words ready quite yet. There's different versions, but I know you're creative as well. You'll write something down and you'll be like, I'm not going to stick with this. I'm not happy with it, but it's there for now. So that's sort of what I have. It's just, you know, there's a hook. There's a slight vibe that's different to it all. Um, it's very 80s, is what I will say. There's, it's very synth-heavy, uh, pop-heavy, uh, wow. which which is just kind of it's it's an un. It wasn't a decision I made on purpose. It's just kind of where the whole vibe started to go. Except for, of course, then the prologue, which didn't go to that vibe. And I'm like, well, now where do we? Now where are we? But it could just be like an 80s sci-fi thing. I don't know. But anyway, it's, it's very so far. It's very 80s sci-fi poppy type stuff uh we've added uh i've added a wonderful friend uh her name is mo and back in my days of playing in canada she was a she still is a wonderful soul jazz uh folk singer uh incredible incredible voice uh and she's gonna be singing hooks and backups on the entire album it started with just one and then i was like yo why don't you just do all of them and she was like why don't i just do all of them that sounds great so that's that then again is gonna add a whole other level to it with you know this incredible soul singer's voice for the melodies and the, the harmonies and things as well as the choruses and the hooks uh so that's exciting but again that starts a whole other direction and you're like well what there's so do i do you let do you write verses for her to sing and then she's is that what you know so it's just a matter of playing around with things and having fun with it but there's one where i'm almost ready but yeah that started as a melody just a few notes playing around in my head Wow, that sounds very exciting, and I love the idea of getting a female energy in there, getting some a different kind of direction in there, because it seems like, I'm not saying anything, but so far in your musical journey, it's been a bit of a sausage party for people you worked with. Uh, yeah, but but people who saw us play in Canada in our in our boathouse days, Mo would be no stranger to them, because she used to play with us all the time. So oh. it's one of those things where she, yes, you're right, she would have been the only feel a member but i mean you don't need any other other than mo uh we used to play around the place all the time uh her well a good friend of mine and her partner at the time neurotic who is a hip-hop artist who you should interview on this show because he's very interesting uh and a, a fantastic artist but we would kind of travel around like a little circus group the three of us and book gigs at random places and we will if the bar was like oh i'm looking for a jazz duo we'd be like yeah yeah we're a jazz duo and then <laughs> mo jake and i neurotic would sit around and be like yo how are we gonna be a jazz trip and we would just come up with songs and then we'd go this one wants to be rock and roll whatever so essentially it would just be sometimes she would do the set and I would back her up. Sometimes I would do the set. She would back me up. Sometimes Jake would do the whole set and we would just make rhythms on the guitar for him. I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, Mo used to play at the Boathouse with us as a vocalist many times. She played with us many times. When I hear Lois Lane in my head, I still hear her voice because I heard her sing it with me so many times. You so see, I can't wait to have her down. This is exciting, sir, because uh, what I love about doing these interviews is 
we'll kind of uh, walk down memory lane and we'll be talking about stuff which you've told me like uh, loads of times before it's exciting to hear it again you always add a little bit of nuance to the story you're a good storyteller but then i'll hear something i'm like you never mentioned working with a female artist in the boathouse days every time you tell the story from the boathouse it's always been with the guys you played with so that's really exciting to hear and i hope you'll actually and maybe in the lead up to the new album uh, maybe you do some of the uh, classic tracks with Mo joining you via satellite, to. you know, uh, via the interwebs. I'd love to. Mo, Mo, and I have been chatting recently about that very thing, so uh, I can't wait to do that. We had one of those, you know, thanks for being there during my creative days, man. Moments, you know, and I think the reason she doesn't come up as a female artist in stories, and I know this is one of those things you're supposed to say, but like Mo was just one, like Mo was just one of the band. It wasn't yeah, like. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, there's also a girl in the bed. She was just part of our little crew uh, that we would go out and try to make music with and try to get, you know, we'd always get ripped off by different venues and things. And it would just be the three of us in a car being like, this is still a lot of fun. You know what I mean? We we get flat tires in snowstorms and think, you know, we're going to freeze that night. But what do you, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, so I can't wait for people to hear Mo as well. Uh, and I'm, yeah, that's all. I'm just going to, I'm not, that's all I'm going to say. You're not going to pry anything else out of me. Um but all right, Neurotic's going to be on the track as well. There, I said it. Yeah. Uh, there's even a, 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 a hip-hop vibe to it. Oh, I can't wait. Like, one of my favorite things, like, you've been so kind in always doing the theme music for any project I've done, and it's been wonderful. And you always come up with something new, and I love the tune for uh, the Doctor Squee show. It fits the show perfectly. But prior to that, you did a hip-hop version of the Doctor Who theme I tune. I remember, yeah. I get asked about that all the time. Like still to this day, some of, I mean, I don't know how because the doctor, because Gallifrey stands, the doctor who show I did isn't online anymore, but someone finds something I put out yeah. on the internet, which is stuck. And they'll go, oh, wow, geez, like that is amazing. Like send me the full version. People requested the yeah. full version, especially when that was an active show. Uh, it was killer. Like, I'm ne you know, I had this w wild idea in my head, what would it be like to have a hip hop version of the Dog T theme tune? And I asked you for that. And you were like, I'm just not, I'm just not feeling it come together. I'm just going to give it one more try. Who yeah. knows? And you did. And it just, it's perfect. Well, thank you. I enjoyed doing that one. I think it was, I kind of took it as a dare from you, I think. So I enjoyed it. Was it was a little bit, but I knew you had the goods. Like to anyone else, it would be a dare as in like I'd just be messing with them. With you, I knew you could do it, sir. Uh, well, I was about to give up, to be fair. I was like, yo, I'm done. This is this is too. But then it just popped. That's just how these things go. Yes, you have to you have to follow where the sometimes it's cheesy, but you're a writer too. Sometimes the thing you're writing tells you where to go. Uh 
And this specific thing I was putting together, I was just like, I because maybe because I already had Mo's voice in my head because I was like, Mo's going to do this. And then I just heard certain things and I thought, Neurotic needs to be on this. That's what's missing. That's why I can't write this one because I'm not supposed to. So I need to get him to write this one and we can do it together. And then that sort of builds, brings it all together. Even though they're new songs, it's still the same dude that I was with the first one because it's only a technicality that Neurotic isn't on the first album. You know, there was parts where he was supposed to be there, but things just never came together. Same with Mo. So it's exciting to have them on there, but also other new things happening that I won't talk about until then. But, you know, a lot of it, the other thing I'm excited about, and this isn't ego based, is that I'm playing a lot more of it. Uh, so a lot more of the guitars and the the keyboards and things and the bass are played by myself as opposed to other people doing it out of necessity as well as just, you know, taking ownership and wanting to kind of put more into it. Right. Because, uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the two sides to every hero is Jay Walsh playing. And for fuck's sake, why wouldn't you have Jay Walsh play it if you have Jay Walsh in the room with you? That's how you do it. Right. But this time I don't have Jay Walsh in the room. So uh, there's still going to be a lot of friends. Some, you know, some you don't playing certain things on it so far planned anyway. Uh, so I I'll, I hope to be very proud of it once it's finished in 2024. I said, right, Squee. Right, uh, 23, 20, I think it was. 2023, all right. Is it January the 1st, 2023? Right, I don't think that's maybe... Uh, if right, not well, 2022, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Give or take a couple of years, you guys. You know what I mean? Let's just... <laughs> I think it was out for Christmas. I'm sure you said that. Things are going well so far. That's what I will say, I suppose. Once I can write some words, of course. Let's get on to some of your other projects, they say. So, of course, we've mentioned SW20, the Sound of New South Wales. No, the new sound of South Wales. The new sound of South Wales. What did I say? The sound of New South Wales. That's a totally different radio station. Just I think. for any New Zealanders uh, listening, I'm pretty sure they cater for you too. But it is the the new sound of South Wales, which and is, beyond. Of course, it's, yeah, yeah, and beyond, and beyond. This is the thing. I know their scope is greater than even they imagine. SW20 right. is slowly taking over the world. Like seriously, me and Nicola every morning we've got it on uh, on the background while we're working. While I'm listening to calls, I've just got it like uh, playing there because mm -hmm. it's part of my job. That's what I've got to do. I've got to check the standard of uh, team working under me. And just even if I'm doing that or if i am got something else to do, it's just lovely to listen to the uh, wonderful selection tunes they've got on there as well as the uh, fantastic shows such as Matt in the Morning and the 505 Drive. Plug. Yeah, I uh, love it. I love working in radio. Uh, it's the one thing I was ever professionally trained at or professionally worked in. Um, and I'm very glad to be there. The best part is the Jones boys get you in the door. They make sure that they know that you're able to do what you're doing. And then they don't pry. They don't mess with you. They leave you alone for the most part. Um, that's the best part. Cause real radio isn't like that at all. I remember getting it, finally getting my first job in an actual broadcast job and I being so disappointed at how much of a work it was. And how much it wasn't natural and it wasn't like, hey, hey, are we funny? Like it was natural, but it took a lot of work and it took a lot of prep. And I thought, I'm just going to turn the mic on and talk. And that is not absolutely not how it works in broadcast radio. Uh, so, of course, it's not how it works at SW20. I do hours of prep for everything I do, of course. Um, but no, they kind of just let you do you. You know, we keep it clean because it's a PG station, but we can play what we want. Uh, we do games. We have guests. My favorite part is always the interaction. People who want to tune in and send in emails and send messages. Uh, my phone, my messenger goes off like crazy during the show, like popcorn kernels is what I always say. And that's the best part. That's so much fun. 
Uh, so I do the two shows based on my work schedule. Morning show, which I never thought I would do. But now as an older guy, I love being done by like 11. That's real <laughs> nice. Just wake everybody up. And it's a slow morning sometimes. Sometimes it's not. I really enjoy that. And then we do the 505 drive when I'm not available in the days. Uh, and that's just because a, a, a drive show is totally different. Bigger energy. Um, the old joke was it's people commuting. Um, but I think it's still sort of people commuting sometimes because there's an app. It's easy to listen to. I enjoy doing it. But it's I get the same group core group of listeners but also then a totally different group of listeners for each show which is really cool and exciting uh but i just love doing it i really enjoyed you in the show and i think everybody should download the free app on android or apple devices sw20 radio when there's not a live presenter it's non-stop music commercial free what more do you want uh, it's, it's fantastic and sir i i am really proud of what you've done with the show and sorry we're just gonna have my phone apparently going off in the middle of the interview but uh, what I'm beer. really, what I'm most proud of is you do uh, have that, like you've got a wonderful degree of professionalism, as I've said. But you have the fun there, but you never veer towards that morning zoo cheesy thing, which I absolutely hate. There's kind of an authenticity to what you do, so you keep the fun in there of the morning zoo kind of radio, but without the cheesiness. And it's a wonderful yeah. balance you found, uh, whether in the morning or in the afternoon. I was always taught that the listeners listen to you, not the, not the, not the, the gimmick. They listen to you, not the tricks and the thingies. They listen to, they, they'll, they'll listen to you once for the whole, Hey, and maybe some people listen to morning zoo. I can't do it. But for me anyway, I'll listen again and again and again. Cause I like the people or the person over the music, over everything else. Right? Like if I like a DJ, they may play music that I'm not into at all, but I'll still listen because I like the DJ. Cause I'm the, I'm that weird person who likes the bits in between the songs. I like yeah. hearing the DJs chat with each other. And so that's the most fun for me. And I was, like I said, I was always taught just to be yourself. Um, and the rest should fall into place because it's too hard to maintain that whole cheesy morning gimmick for me. Anyway, I may do it now and again for fun, but I'm tip I'm definitely being sarcastic and it's really tiring. I used to produce for the morning show guys and they were like a morning zoo and they were jumping in their seats, waving their arms around, yelling. And it's like five in the morning. And I'm, in, you know, just like, oh, man, that's a lot of energy for first thing in the morning. Um, so I try to find that balance of like, hey, you're listening to, to, to my show. Thank you. And it's OK. Good morning. No, it's cool, man. Coffee's on. I it's think cool. I think the main on. thing is. A lot of those morning zoo shows, and I'm picking on those, because, but they can be like shows any time of the day, which are of that cheesy. Yeah, but the morning shows tend to be the ones which suffer the worst from this. They could be anyone. Like when I listen to Matt, Matt in the morning, I know I'm getting lazy. When I listen to RT on SW20, uh, like I hate to admit it, but you know, the as much as I like to uh, bust his chops about being old, the the man's got a style. The man's got the RT yep. to it. Like yep. it's not anyone else's show. Like or lump it, like my show is me. You know, you mm -hmm. can't argue that it's not my personality. And that's what I want to hear from a radio show. Again, I don't expect everyone to love my show, but, you know, you, you can't argue that it's not me. No, absolutely. And there are certain, I would sound like an old man now. There are certain DJs and like the songs that's happened to me for years. There are now certain DJs on a young and hip station, shall we say. And I can't tell them apart. Like, come on. I, I honestly, if you just give me four seconds of them or 10 seconds of them just giving a general blurb, no way that I'm going to be able to tell you who they are. Um, but if you did that with SW20, I think most listeners could say that's this person. And I know I'm cheating because I sound different to everybody else, but 
there's got to be a little bit of like you in it. Same like I'll listen to you interview anybody, even some people. I'm like, I have no interest in what this person does, but I like Squee, so I'm listening to Squee because I'm sure Squee will say something funny or say something dumb that'll make me make fun of him later, and I'm that's cool, you know. So as long as you're there for the person, it doesn't even matter if I like the songs. I hope people like the music, but like you said, I hope they come back to hang out with me because that's kind of how I want it to feel. Leave your troubles at the door. Let's just listen to some music for a couple hours. Like we're buddies hanging out in the, uh, in the attic or in the basement or whatever, you know, just listen to some tunes, uh, a seventies stoner basement, not a creepy basement. You understand? No. Um, there's lava not lamps. Uncle, not Uncle know, Touchy's puzzle basement. No, 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 no. There's lava lamps. There's in, there's incense burning boy did i make sure i said the right word there huh uh and uh it's all it's all good and again i love doing it man it's 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 an absolute pleasure to be able to do it especially that i can do it from my garden come on and you've given us how you can remember it in one basement you get incense in the other basement you get uh anyway the other one right, uh, so you mentioned kind of like the music on the show and you've started doing the musical off which is good fun and that leads us nicely Wow. it's almost it's like you're show. a professional it's almost like you're a professional so it's you and jj hawkins our brother uh from a canadian mother and it's That's you right. uh going through the musicals tell us about your project we well, can't wait to hear this when's it start what's the deal it's uh well it starts monday september the 3rd at 9 p.m on the format the aforementioned sw20 radio it's a, a show called you love musicals and so do we uh, and essentially it comes from my long friendship with JJ. Um, you know, he lives in Portland, Oregon, uh, but he's been my, been in my home and Squee has met him. So that can sort of tell you how much of a close buddy he is because, you know, he's been in my house, man, you know? Uh, but anyway, I've been friends more than a decade. JJ and I have been buddies. We met when we were, uh, fellow podcasters. And I think some of our listeners crossed over and said, you should listen to this show and you should listen to that. And we kind of became friends. And now all these years later, we're the best of buddies. Uh, and we've been basically looking for an excuse to do a project together. Um, and podcasting, I love podcasting, but I kind of need that, that fix now of like interaction instantly. Like, I don't think I can go back to the other way of like getting an email two weeks later. Like I need the fix. I need like the, oh, yeah. Hey, we're listening along and blah, blah, blah. You know, whether it's, whether it's 50 people on a good day, 50 messages, I mean, or two, I'm still like, that's what, that's what gets me. That's what I enjoy about it. So yeah, we leaned away from podcasts and we decided, well, Hey, I have a job on the radio. Maybe you should come on the radio with me. And he was like, Oh, fuck. Yeah. And I was like, you can't say fuck yeah on the radio. And he was like, fuck my bad. And I was like, JJ, we can't curse on the show. Um, but, and the other part when of you it said is, who's on first, who's on <laughs> second. He? Uh, and essentially the other part of our long friendship is musicals. We will send voice notes back and forth, singing portions of musicals to each other. And then I'll sing back the line to him. And, and this has been going on since I like, again, like 10 years, we just go on about musicals and it's our, we always used to call it our guilty pleasures was like, I love a musical, you know, uh, some of them would go on. We'd have like an entire feed of voice notes, which would be the first act of Joseph of just me and JJ singing them back and forth to each other. And we thought this is fun. And when I started playing them on 20, I realized people like musical songs too. Uh, 
So we decided to start our own show. We rec- we uh, set ourselves up with the ability to record and, and broadcast together so that we can hear the songs together because that's part of the journey, right? Uh, to listen to them together. Uh, so we kind of take turns. We, we, we pick songs back and forth. We talk about them. We've both ourselves been in musicals. So some of them allow us to tell little funny stories about our own experiences in theater. JJ wants a fully fledged professional actor. So there's lots of, he's very personal as well. He doesn't like to share too much, but I, I'm, I'm being his buddy a long time. I'm cool to kind of try to pry stories out of him about his days in theater, but we just, we, we love doing it. Playing musicals is so much fun. Everybody loves them. Uh, and it's also important to say we've banned the term guilty pleasures on that show it doesn't happen anymore so whether yeah. it's in a whether it's your favorite musical from a tv show the musical episode they did whether it's from a cartoon whether it's from a musical based on a disney movie whether it's from a disney movie we don't we'll play it if it's musical and it's we'll play it we're down for that so we take requests at no guilty pleasures at gmail.com of course and it. then on we'd love if you would follow us on twitter at you love musicals uh, and of course the standard way to get in touch with us during SW20 you'll hear during the show, but that's also another way to get through to us directly. If you want to share it, we want to hear stories about your love of musicals and your favorite musicals and blah, blah, blah. And as we speak, I'm just checking that I am following, but I'm pretty sure I am. But, uh, if not, I very soon will be, you uh, love musicals. And so do we with Lizzie uh, and JJ. See, I did the cheesy morning zoo guy for you. And I had, actually, apparently, I wasn't following. Oh no, 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 no! I am following. So, so I don't have to do any work on that. It's already done. Cool. Perfect. Sir, I can't wait to hear it. Like by the time this goes out, your first episode, at very least, will be out. Uh, mm-hmm. So please, everyone, do follow along. Check it out on SW Twenty Radio, and it's going to be wonderful. I am totally with you. I used to love doing this as a podcast, and I still do. Like this is all good and well. And the month leading up to Squee Fest, I needed that breathing room. Seeing as the bear happened to. Um, Roar its yeah. last, sadly, just before uh, before Scree Fest. I thought, well, it's a good opportunity to maybe find a new home for the radio show while uh, while doing some podcasts. But it's not the same, man. I just miss that energy of life. This is why no. I love doing these interviews live. We're pre-recording this because this is probably just going to be going out in audio. But <gasps> but generally, I like to do the videos. I like to do the live. I like to to play the music, and you know, it's always that nervous energy that's like, will the tune accidentally mess up will it stop halfway through will i press the wrong button like you know just there's nothing like it and it happens and it's fun right you just have to go with it it's fun and then you get the messages from people like press the wrong button did you and you're like oh man uh but there are times i'll be launching into a game uh and i'm not convinced anyone's listening at that moment right like you get those moments of like you know uh, insecurity where you're like oh no one's listening right now are they i haven't gotten a message in a while or whatever and then i'll start this specific game that i don't want to start any trouble but it's called three six and eleven uh and all of a sudden it's like bring 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 all these people messaging and i'll tell you what it's a great story to share here boy are people against you squee huh comes up more often i think you're more over than me during that three six seven i get so many messages like did squee get it and i'm like no and they're like good like and, and folks for who don't know the reason for that is uh, hey wi- a win is a win at the beginning of this game, Dr. Squee, I wouldn't ever accuse him of being humble, but Dr. Squee crushed people. And I mean, he crushed this game for so long, ladies and gentlemen, that I had to change the rules and change how the game worked so Squee would stop winning. Okay? So, I'm just saying. Lizzie, but, 
Are you saying I done up and changed the game? You done up and changed the game, Squee. I'll say it. I'll put you over on your show. I won't put you over on my show, but I will on yours. Uh, You crushed everybody. I I literally had to change how the game worked so somebody else could get a turn, right? And this was like, I call them seasons. I reset them at really random times because I'm not good with numbers and dates. Uh, And then um, season after season after season, you know, Squee is still the heel. I still get people like hashtagging anyone but Squee. Yeah, which and you haven't insane. won a full season in ages. Like, with well, all this is the thing. When when I was winning, I was doing a different job where I could sort of get away with more shit. Let's face mm-hmm. it. Uh, I was working for the council. It was a very low level job. I could take a little time to do the game. Now I'm a kind of in management, which is kind of scary in of itself. And I I just can't listen as much as I'd love to, but I do have it on the background. I can listen in where I can. But a meeting will pop up. I might not be able to play three, six, and eleven. Uh, I, so I think my kind of uh, main championship winning days are over. But man, it's so much fun! Like I, I have never played the uh, the pantomime villain like this before, and except for in literal pantomimes. But it's yeah. so much fun to play the heel, and everyone is such a. I know we joke about it, but everyone is so kind spirited, and it's like I oh, love the yeah. the love behind the anyone but Squee. I know that sounds oh, yeah. converse, but uh, it, it is all done with such love and affection as is your whole show. So it's, well, uh, I just love how much it worked because we'll give your listeners some inside baseball. You and I had a discussion where I was like, yo, squee, I want to make you my heel. Like, <laughs> yeah. can, I, can I make you like my panto heel for the get for the show? And you're like, of course you being you, you were like, yep. And I was like, cause I'll be honest, you were doing most of it by yourself anyway. Like, because yeah. you were winning and you were being cocky about it. And I was like, if we just tweak, the needle just a little bit and just twisting people's backs just a little bit we can make this guy a full panto heel to the point that i think if we ever did a live in front of a crowd three six eleven i legit think you'd get booed like i don't know yeah. that i'd get cheered but i know you'd get booed for sure oh for sure so yeah i would be disappointed you, you, you play the character wonderfully it helps that you're really good at the game so you're not like that part you're not pretending you know yeah. it's the big wrestling fan in me any of my friends will know that i am no not against at work I'm not against just tweaking things just a little bit. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story, ladies and gentlemen. That's Lizzie's rule number one of broadcasting. You know, the only thing which is painful is because, like, you know, anything else, I will happily be the panto villain. That is absolutely fine. It's just when genuinely there is a song which never made it over here and you'll play it. And I'll say that. And everyone's going, oh, yeah, sure. And, like, of course you'll play it up because you're just doing your job. And that's a mm-hmm. good thing to say. Oh, that one's that, that's the only one where I'm like, but but it didn't, but it didn't, you know, like because I am proud of the songs I know because I I watch those shows, you know, that yeah. that's a legit passion. So yeah. that's the only bit where my geekery gets in the way of my uh, wanting to play the part. Yeah, it happens to the best of us, you know. Uh, the game gets people worked up. I love it. Um, yeah. and it's just kind of for anyone who doesn't know yet, it's just like a name that tune. Uh, yeah. but yeah, we, you know, we, we tweet you were just too good at it, you know. And then there was a time where you were like, Oh man, I'm turning baby face. And I was like, no, you're no, you're not. It's not it's, yeah, it's, it's no matter how you try, it's not gonna happen. No matter yeah. what, you are now heal. It's over. Just accept the fact that you're over, which is a good thing. Um, and it's great, it's it's awesome. I am glad it worked as well as it did. I didn't know it would bother people as much as it does. Um, but I'm totally cool with that. Like it's it's yeah. Fun. I mean, at some point we do have to sort out the new champion of championships because I was the OG champ and the OG champ of champs against Galpin. Uh, yeah. and, and now Vic has come into challenge because he's run three in a row of the season. Yeah, back-to-back-to-back back champs. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, and he's in California, so he's staying up till like three in the morning to make yeah. sure. And he started the anyone but squee. Um, 
you know, so actually we had a whole arc. He stared anyone but Squee, then he became Team Squee against Al, and now he's like dominant and like now we're we're going head to head again. I, I we have gone full wrestling with this. Yeah, I love it. He went imme- he went team squee and then he immediately pulled it back. Yeah, yeah, and just he- for that little showdown. Yeah, and yeah. And he was like, yeah. no, no, yeah. I'm team Vic now. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Um, and I if if I may, one one of my early radio mentors, like my first ever radio job, turned out I was also a big fan of him as a radio guy. So it was one of those really lucky strokes that I just ended up also being his intern. Uh, but one of my first days ever, he's telling this story and I'm in the, in the booth with him. I'm just kind of staring at him. Right. Cause he's telling a story and he's talking about, it was the middle of winter in Canada, snow everywhere as you fucking do in Canada. I got to swear again. Uh, and he's telling a story about he's leaving the grocery store and decided to do some donuts in the, in the, in the parking lot and donut for anyone who doesn't know, I don't know how you wouldn't know, but you kind of slam on your brakes and the car will spin in circles in the snow. Cause it's icy. It's very dangerous. Do not try this at home. But he's telling the story about how he's doing these donuts. He's having a great old time. And of course, he's my favorite DJ at the time. I'm just staring at him, listening to this great story. And then he says he sees the, the, the cop lights. And the police drive over to him like, what the hell are you doing, man? And he's like, oh, just, I'm sorry, guys. I was just doing a couple of donuts. You know how it is. And it turns out they recognize his voice. And they're like, hey, aren't you? He's like, yeah, you guys listen. You want some T-shirts? And blah, blah, blah. So they let him off with a warning, right? So he tells that whole story. And on air, I'm there like, is that true, man? To which he's like, of course it's true. He goes into a song, <laughs> turns the mic off, and he says, I was doing the donuts, but I didn't get stopped. Nobody stopped me. And I was like, oh. and he's like, never let truth get in the way of a good story. And I was like, well, that's lesson number one. Uh, but I was li- just like like the guy in, um, in Christmas Vacation. Is that true, Clark? When he's like, you know, they spotted Santa. They heard some sleigh bells. And his, brother, his brother-in-law says, is that true, Clark? Uh, so I guess that's what happened. That was one of my early lessons. Sorry to go on a long tangent. So it's all good, but the clock has slightly beaten us. Uh, I have got something I've got to get to, but uh, it's been a pleasure catching up. It's been far too long, sir, with one thing or mm-hmm. another, with uh, between pandemics and everything else. I'm very much looking forward to us uh, getting together for Squeeb Fest, as well as meeting up in Wales, where I'll be uh, at the end of uh, September. At the yeah, of September. Don't, don't talk about the date because... You're a heel in Wales. So don't tell anybody when you're going to be here. It's just for your own safety, sir. I, I'm expecting during fans. I don't know what you're talking now, about. To be honest with you, I've invited some peeps and some peeps said yes. Uh, and once we get a little bit closer, I'm going to find a place and then book a place. And then it's going to be fun. There's going to be a meal. Uh, and with all due respect, most of you listening to this aren't invited. Sorry, y'all. Sorry. What? But t- they're not invited. Oh, most of the people that, but to be honest we're nice dudes if you legit sent squee a message he'll probably invite you to the dinner you know what i mean like if, who are we to say no uh anyway uh thank you for having me please check me out on sw20 you can go now squee i'll just do my own plugs and i'll end the show for you thank you for listening thank you for listening to the dr squee show he's dr squee and it's his show i'm lazy uh please check me out on sw20 radio the new sound of south wales mondays and thursdays check it out one of the shows is matt in the morning the other is the 505 drive now as far as music oh don't forget musicals september 3rd 9 p.m sw20 radio you love musicals and so do we with lizzie and jj starts that very night a monthly show focusing on our love of musicals 
it's not just a clever name as far as music goes please check out on all the streaming services two sides to every hero by the matt lee's band it is available wherever you listen to your music don't forget to listen like and subscribe to this very show the dr squeeze show coming soon to radio rest in peace the bear we love you al galpin we're proud of you for the project that you did captain goes down with the ship you'll be back bigger and better than ever baby for dr squee i'm Lizzy saying good night and thanks for listening good night y'all i've been dr squee that was my show and remember in a world where you can be anything please be kind i uh i came back i did i